Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, on the Drew Olsen The Brewers lost to the Cubs last night. All right, boys, stand by. Christian Yelich didn't start. And the Brewers fans handled the news in a calm and rational manner. Just kidding. Drew and KB will discuss that topic and keep the good vibrations between Wisconsin and Illinois going by looking ahead to the Green Bay Chicago game Sunday night at Lambeau. They're looking for your all-time favorite Packers Bears memory. And now, they only take days off for bad hangovers or colonoscopies. Here's Drew and KB. Oh, and Armin, too. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You can, if you will. Bongo, 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 bongo. I don't ever want to be successful. They call me Big Al, and I hit dangers. Got a, you know, nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know what it is. He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going head up, Woody. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is nothing. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court. And on the shit, oh you know God. what I'm saying? What the hell's going on out here? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Hello, smart and good-looking listeners of the Drew Olson Show. Drew is on assignment for the first part of the show, so it's me, KB, taking over the show for at least the first hour, trying to keep it on the rails, not running into the ditch. Uh, as always, I'm here with Armin Sarian, producer extraordinaire. KB, what's up? Yeah, Drew's on assignment. Uh, well, of course, school's back in session, so that makes sense, right? But uh, it's a- he's got a, he's got another little project that he's working on right now, yeah. and uh, he'll fill us in when he gets back. And we'll, we'll uh the boat for uh, for as much time as it takes. So what I kind of did, and and uh, you would have been listening only moments ago, and I'm sure that you were, um, to help me with the heavy lifting, um, I begged Joel Finkelman and Mike Pilch to sit in with us for the first hour. So hello, boys. How are you doing? Okay. Get that uh, pumpkin spice there, Mike. I know you, Pilchy. You like that stuff. Oh, man. So, so is that, wait, wait, do you have coffee options over there in the iHeartRadio Megaplex in Madison? But it's coffee flavored, though, right?
Oh, the additives, right? Oh, so it's not French vanilla coffee, it's French vanilla creamer. Oh, right. Okay, so the coffee, so it's coffee, coffee. Correct. Yes. So it's, I have the option of going with coffee flavored coffee. It's not like French vanilla. No, it's just pure coffee here. That's all you got. Because this, this radio station that I used to work at, they didn't have coffee flavored coffee. They only bought one type of coffee for the office and it was called something grog, like medieval grog. And it was the worst tasting crap. Oh man, are you serious? And I, I got in a lot of trouble because I went off on the air about it. <laughs> and I went off saying, what, what the hell? How do you do this? Sure. How do you put some flavored coffee in there? Just give me coffee flavor. I want coffee flavored coffee, whiskey flavored whiskey, vodka flavored vodka. Okay. That's Don't like, add anything in. That's like I got a buddy that uh, likes to do home brewing, but uh, his new thing is mead. You know, oh, so yeah. He's like, you want a beer? It's like mead. Oh. And I'm like, what do you mean mead? No. What's mead? I want a beer-flavored beer. I'm Dude. Like, it's, I, okay, Belch, I want to let you have your say in a second because I know I think okay. you like mead. Don't you? <laughs> oh, he's definitely <laughs> a mead I do guy. like mead, actually, uh, yes. Don't, like, don't get me wrong. What is mead? Renaissance, it's like fermented honey. Yeah, it's like honey Ever, wine, basically. Don't get me wrong. Like Renaissance fair is fun once every 10 years, but I, I'd rather have a beer. <laughs> what is it, served with a big turkey leg? I think so. 1580. Yeah, Go it's, ahead. It's, it's well, no, I, one of my best friends back home was a home brewer. That's really the guy that got me into drinking beer because I really didn't drink much beer before that, believe it or not. Really? Jim Capusta got me in Olympia when I was in ninth grade. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yes. Um, I was always in a wine and hard liquor, but not beer. But anyway, so one of his buddies brought over mead one day, and I thought it was just delicious. It was, like, refreshing and tasty. I felt like I was ready to dress up like Robin Hood and, like, march through the forest or something right. like that or go like, hunting in the woods. Now, it's the only time I had it. It's not something I would drink every time, but for, like, a delicacy a couple times a year, it was absolutely fantastic. I was going to say, how much of it is just the way it made you feel? Like, you're some medieval... Well, that might, that might have been it. I, I'm, like, living 500 years ago. That might have been part of it. I don't know. But Do you have cool. wenches? Serve, is it served to you by wenches? By wenches, right. You know, exactly. I got to tweet out a photo... I had a couple of wenches wench. of women who were dressed like wenches years ago, and they were helping me with something, and it could have worked. This is in my college years. Mike, Reagan Sullivan, this. Jennifer Harrison, and Rachel Phillips. Never thought Are I'd say start? their names. Was on she the, in there? Who? Sensa? No. No. Okay. No. But uh, wanna, they're, I'll, I'll, they were I'll, dressed up in, like, the German uh, whatever kind of dress, you oh, know? Oh, sure, yeah. And um, they looked really attractive in it, and they were helping me with something, and that would that that's where my mind went there. Yeah. Well, I'll search for uh, search at Mike's Twitter for that, I guess. At yeah. MD Pilch. But Mike, I want you to take this in the best possible way. Okay, I'm not making funny. I could see you killing it at a Ren fair, man. At a Renaissance fair, I could just see never you been to it. one. I don't know why? I could just see that being up your alley. Well, I, I would get into the door. character. That's what I would do. I would get yep, into the right. character, and I would become that character like I was living in that area. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. You've built your own catapult, haven't you? I kind of have. Yeah. The I didn't think Finkel- this was going this direction. Wow. This is, but this anyway. Is Finkelman has the beard, though, or the ability to oh, grow yeah. said beard. I could, see, that- I could definitely put the pillow under my shirt or my robes and do the Fat King, I think, with the beard that I got. Ooh, you I think, could. I think that would work be- pretty well. Get the crown. crown. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking this could be an idea for a, a uh, iHeart Madison Milwaukee photo shoot. You know? when, yeah, oh, when, boy. We'll do that when that. Game of Thrones comes back. So anyway, <laughs> Game of Thrones let's get back to what what? 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 Whoa. What did you just do there? Why did you do oh, that? Oh, I was oh, just going to make a move to sports, and you dropped that in there? Totally overrated. Just saying. How many of you watched? How many of you watched? Uh, the first couple. 
first couple, and I just wasn't the first couple. Yeah, well, I'm not. What am I supposed to do? Watch the first three seasons to determine that I don't like the show? (laughs) Absolutely, that's not what people do. That's not real life. People go on Netflix. You watch the first two episodes of a show, and if you don't like it, and and sometimes you don't even last the first. Oh, you got to go more than two episodes. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can see a show and you watch the first half of a show and you're like, no, this ain't for me. I don't know about that. Let me tell you something. I'll find the episode. And I will send you the episode when Daenerys Targaryen hooks up with Drago. Yeah. Now, is this, are they related? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's something you have to ask commonly with that I'll show. Find, I'll find that, I'll find that first scene with cool. the two of them, and you will go all in. <laughs> Judging by the fact that KB's new favorite uh, show was Forged in Fire. Forged in Fire. On the History Channel. What's what? about making me. Oh, don't even get. Yes, yesterday in art appreciation, you know, we always in art appreciation we bring you know something to to enlighten our smart and good looking listeners because you know they really don't need any enlightening. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know obviously. we like to you know we like to raise the bar. Well, Art Kavalowski and Drew like to raise the bar. I tend to lower it. So I um, stumbled upon just flipping around this show on the History Channel. Now you're familiar with the Food Network and Chopped, right? Yes. Yes, I. Okay, so you got four guys. That they stand there, four chefs, and then they give them ingredients, and then they have to, you know, make something in a certain amount of time, and then one gets eliminated, and they got three judges, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I find Forged in Fire. And this, four guys who are blacksmiths. Okay. And then they get a big piece of metal, (laughs) and they have to turn it into a weapon. And then they get eliminated. And, I mean, they have to t- turn it into a killing weapon. Right. I mean, this is some serious medieval stuff. Well, I assume then that after they make the weapon that then the four of them duke it out and the last one alive is the winner, right? No, no, but they've got these judges. Oh, okay. And the and, and the, the one judge is like a master of martial arts. Sure. And then he'll sit there, and then they test him, and how do they cut, and does the blade hole up? And the, and the martial arts guy is just awesome because he'll, like, stab the knife into a slab of beef. Or, you know, take a hack with this axe. and Ooh, then that go, would penetrate through a guy's heart. That would work. Yes, that's yeah. what they say. You and then he goes, yes, yes, your knife will kill. And it's like so awesome. <laughs> I got a clip here we it. go. Okay. Listen to this. All right, gentlemen, we have two Warhammers here that are virtually even test-wise. So let's dig into the details a little bit more. Doug? Craig's Warhammer here is a beautiful work of art. I can fight with it single-handedly and carry a shield or other weapons. Or if I needed more power and more control to flip or run, I can use it with both hands. On the kill test, it performed quite well. If that was done on a person without armor, it would have crushed the ribs and pierced through the body, killing that person. How how great is that show? <laughs> wow! Yeah. So like you War got hammers. big you got big slabs of meat hanging in a freezer somewhere, and they're like, if this goes through this, what would this do to a human being? Essentially, right? They have no. It's it's a bunch of different things that they have. They've got like you know big slabs of meat, or else they'll have um, you know like a, watermelon, a, a fake. No, they they make these gel dummies, you know, that are made out of, of you know, right. this thick gel, and then they hack at that. To make but it more like fill, the human body. Right. Right. It looks like a human body, and then they fill it with this stuff. Right. So if And then if it cuts through the stomach, it looks like it's getting disemboweled. I mean, this is some serious medieval stuff here. 
Was this on History 1 or History 2? Wait, there's History 2? There's History 2. Yeah. I didn't know there was History 1. No, it's on the History Channel. It's awesome. You can so get it online. So that's History 1. Yeah. You, okay. can get it on, you can get it on Hulu. Well, so what's History 1? Because History 2 is like the well, Hitler Channel, right? Well, yeah, essentially. Well, yeah, History is the History 1. I call it History 1 and 2. History 1 is the History Channel, and it's basically all shows. History 2 is where they put... The documentaries and the actual history stuff on. So history, yes. history one is where the aliens are, essentially. Right? Sure. I, I don't know if I don't even know if it matters because, you know, when have you seen a show with? You said like, it's on Hulu right now. Yeah, you can get it on Hulu. No, it's that up right now. Does it? I mean, what about if we're talking I mean, cool weapon shows on what used to be history or history one? I mean, Top Shot. If you guys ever remember that, that was basically a, a oh, competitive so. shooting show where they had a crazy, a bunch of crazy challenges. That was that stuff was amazing, man. They got but a yeah, but they back. didn't make their own gun. Well, aren't if they like had, guns, but aren't you like a gunsmith, Joel? You're into that stuff. I'm not a gunsmith. No, I, know, I am a, a hunter, difference. but yeah, I, I have never forged my he own. He once gun. went hunting with a guy who had an AR-15. I did. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Boy, that pheasant was done. <laughs> that was an interesting day. You were probably deer hunting. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, KB, we what's the name of the show again here? It's called Forged in Fire. It's it's pretty awesome. Oh, it came right it's up. It's pretty awesome. And if you, I mean, if you're all in on Renaissance Fair, okay. <laughs> I, just procl- I just projected that on him. Oh, no. Okay. Definitely, he definitely is. Absolutely. But, I mean, if you're into that stuff, I'm, you, you watch one episode, you're going to be up for 47 hours. Season one, episode one, Japanese Katana. Shakram, Viking Battle Axe, Qatar, and Crusader Sword. Those are the first is, five episodes. This is what I'm saying. There you go. You know what a katana the is, Roman right? Roman Gladius. A katana. Warhammer. Katana is the, the greatest killing weapon of all time. Uh, yes. It is. It's the Japanese sword that right. Uma Thurman used in one fell swoop, cut off Lucy Bill. Liu's head and kill Bill. Exactly. And she also beat up like... Like thirty people at once with it, yeah. essentially. Yeah, it's also like the so, m- most hard weapon to make in the entire planet. So, yes, I'm guessing that the three days or whatever, the three hours that they gave them to put it together, a weapon must. Have well, been they get impressive. three hours to do like a knife of their own, and then they get like three or five days to do the really kick ass weapon. Speaking mm. of which, this is probably a good topic now for you guys to do on uh, movie, uh, the movie game. What? Medieval war movies. Ooh, we could do know. that. Ooh, sure. About that. So you got your Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart. Right. Yeah. But. Um, Anyway, we I was gonna get to um I was gonna get to some sports, but sports hey, you know. hey that person from um from um uh <laughs> he's doing his thing right now. What's it called? Game people. of Thrones. Was that Amelia Clark's character you're talking about? Yes. Okay, that's that's what I thought. All right. Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Different- that's why you'll be all into it after seeing that scene. I get it. This is what I'm saying. Okay, I get it. Is this is this a different deal entirely than LARPing? Because I, yeah. I, I stumbled along. LARPing is live-action role-playing. Yeah, I stumbled into a LARPing convention downtown. The how do you stumble into a LARPing convention by so, accident? That's how, you, good, that's how you see them. You stumble into them. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, actually. And we've only got 90 seconds in this segment. But real quick, um, I was at the Hyatt uh, Hotel Bar. This was in Milwaukee, you mm-hmm. know, after, like, a Bucks or a Marquette game. And we get we were meeting people there because they were staying at the Hyatt to go to the game. And in the lobby, they were having a huge LARPing convention. And guys, everyone was dressed when guys. I did Youngstown State basketball in the Horizon League, when we were on the road in Milwaukee my last year there, we got into the hotel. I'm not going to say which hotel it was because I forget. And it wasn't the Pfizer or the Fist or anything. But we were in there, and there were these people dressed up like it was a medieval fair. And they, they had the face paint on and... They were taking over the hotel. It was a magic convention, the card game, and they were dressed up like people from the cards. Guys. And you'd have these random people in the elevator. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With you with these basketball players, and they were just dressed up like medieval people, and it was weird. I, I, I know we're running up against it, but I have to admit, I did own a LARPing sword. Oh, all right. Yes. So, Me and my okay. buddies. Me and my buddies and all uh, we'll be back <laughs> when the Drew Olson Show continues with uh, Armin, Mike Pilch, and Dr. J oh, after the, these messages. No, whatever his LARPing name is. We'll oh, find man, out. we'll find that out. And we are back on the Drew Olson Show. I'm KB sitting in for Drew for the first hour. He is on assignment. Armin Sarian, of course, here. And uh, we have in Madison joining us, helping me out for this first hour, Mike Pilch and Dr. J, D- Joel Finkelman. So uh, right before we came back, if you are just joining us in the last break, we decided that we were going to get into LARPing. Yes, well. Which is live, live action role playing. I'm going to put an end to that right now. That's not a bad <laughs> thing. LARPing or the no, well, if I could do the former, <laughs> I would, but the latter. Because uh, this is supposed to be a sports show. And, uh, well, we say sports and stuff, but mostly stuff. Right. But there's a lot of, you know, a lot of serious sports stuff going on. And, now, you know, Drew, real Drew quick. left the show in our hands. Yeah, real quick, you mentioned Amelia Clark. Is it wrong that I was looking up pictures of her during the break? Now, this is all for work. Research, research. I was researching it for research purposes only. Well, I did the same. Yesterday when uh, we were talking about the uh, woman at the U.S. Open that was dipping her chicken fingers into Coke. Yes. I found her Instagram, and that was it for me. He found it. He found her Instagram and then immediately stopped producing the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, hey... Sort of, it sort of was on autopilot. I'll say that, but those things happen, Mike. Those <laughs> yeah, things happen. Don't okay, feel too they bad do about happen. It. Okay, it's Fair for fun. work, right? I mean, and I was doing it on my own computer. I got my own laptop here, but oh, it's work purposes oh, yeah. that I'm looking this up going, for. If you're going through the network, it, it's part of a discussion for work. It, it's allowed. If you're going through the network, keystrokes, keystrokes, keystrokes is, are going to find you. <laughs> I got two words for you: browsing a three, browsing in private. Jeez, and that doesn't even work. Yeah, this is, but uh, anyway, this is getting dangerous anyway. over here. Hey, look who's here. Back from assignment. Drew has just joined the program and can bail us out. Yes, well, he's, as he gets combobulated, we'll keep talking he's about He's combobulating. LARPing. No, you're not going to talk, talk about LARPing anymore. That is over I mean, and it's done. I gave you guys this giant nugget of me owning okay, a LARPing wait. sword. And you're what's your, okay, what's your LARP name? Did you paint yourself blue? Tell me you did not paint no, yourself blue. I didn't. I never. We never dressed up. Just me and my buddies just had some well, then uh, How can you LARP if you don't and, dress up? It's well, that's not part the of the deal. Yeah. Well, uh, well, no. It's about beating each other up with giant foam sores. That's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, really? I, oh, okay. Well, at least that's what it was for me. I mean, the LARPing, the LARPing convention I stumbled upon. <laughs> yeah, that's were, a little bit different. It were people just milling around, but they were all kind of like in this different society where they all, one was like the leader, one one they had these relationships. It was a really weird. One guy stepped out of character to explain everything to us. You know, uh. you know, he, he, there's a difference between LARPing. And beating each other with Nerf swords. <laughs> I mean, okay, I LARPing, ours, I yeah. LARPing I get. LARPing I get. 
just sitting there arbitrarily beating each other with foam swords. I don't know what to think of that. Well, it was Neither better do than, I. It was better than real swords. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was better than real swords. <laughs> which brings us back to what the discussion started, which was with Forged in Fire. Right. And, oh, and creating uh, swords from... You know, car chains. Speaking of wielding weapons, did Craig Council wield all the weapons he needed to yet? There we wow. go, Armin. Oh. Way to bring that back. And welcome wow. to the show, our host and fearless leader, Drew Olson. What did Thank I just you. stumble into? Uh, wow. Mess. A sidebar yeah. of some shows medieval they, proportions. Some shows they argue about setting the lineup or what count is the best to hit and run. You're talking LARPing. Look at my notes. That LARPing. was the whole thing. My notes. Should Yelich Shaw and Thames <laughs> been in the lineup to start? And the next thing you know, we're off on live action role playing and some sort of a homoerotic smacking each other with swords. <laughs> that looks my discussion. Thing, <laughs> we were on our way to the bingo parlor over at the YMCA. One thing led to another. The instructions got all fouled up and we ended up. Uh, next thing here. you know, there was a pillow fight. Da, da, wow. Da, 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 da. wow. All right, so uh, the hot button issue everywhere besides the LARPing community yes. is yes. why didn't Kristen Yelich play yesterday? Mikey, uh, you've got uh, you've got a background in baseball. They don't you you can't you can't play every day. It's not football. You you can take games off. People were freaking out. There was a Twitter meltdown yesterday when Kristen Yelich wasn't in the Brewers lineup. Uh, there was, yeah. In fact, people were like, I don't take a day off work. Why's he got to take a day off? I'm oh, like, oh, wow. my gosh. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I understand that you say, okay, get a day off Thursday. You play the Giants Friday. You got a lefty on the mound of Derek Holland Friday, so give him Friday off. I get the logic in that. Here's the thing. As you know, Craig Council knows his players. He knows his team. He's in the clubhouse every day. This tells me. Christian Yelich mentally was fried. He couldn't do it. Craig Council knows he's playing the Cubs. He knows he's got the Giants and Derek Holland in there Friday. He knows everything we know. He knows Christian Yelich a billion times better than we do. He's saying to himself, I don't care if it's the Cubs. The games against the Giants are really important, too. We just need to win. He needs a day off. He's getting it now. And that's all it was. I think so. I think. I also think there's there could have been an element where he tweaked something or he felt something. Potentially, like that, The yes. beginning of a pull of some kind or something. Now, granted, they, when he pinch hit last night, he was on the bases and they didn't take him off. But at first I thought, well, would he eat some bad gas station sushi? He wasn't around at BP. Um, so it made me think that he was getting treatment during the game for yeah, some kind of sense. hopefully minor ill that they weren't going to tell us about. Well, but he had that oblique earlier in the year, too, remember? Yeah, it could have been a hunch because you're right. He struck out twice on Monday, struck out and grouted into a double play on Tuesday. He's not Superman. He's played almost every inning since the All-Star break. And and so if it was a hunch, and that's the thing about baseball is they get to the ninth inning and you deploy him when you want. You don't have to say, oh, if we can get four more batters uh, on base so we can get to Chris Nielsen. They got to deploy him when they wanted, so he did factor into the game. But people were just losing it. And people lose it in baseball over the lineups all the time. If the Brewers win the first two games of a series and a couple of years ago, why is Braun taking off? They should go for the sweep. They should, what is it, KB, put the hose in their throat? When, when the competition is drowning, drowning, you shove a hose down their throat. That's what they should do. And it's wow. like, well, why not give them a day off? Especially going into an off day, it's, you know, you give him a, a little bit of a mental breather. He has the off day. Whether if he doesn't play Friday, I might be surprised, and my eyebrows will arch and go, "Something's up." Here. Then He's something's some up, yeah, thing, yeah, something going on. But I I can see it, and so if it it was somewhat in some ways numerically based, 
He's one for nine against Quintana in his career with some bad at bats. And, you know, the Brewers do like to play the number. The hardest thing to do in sports, and in, I think I'll say this in, in baseball, if you ask a manager, there's a lot of hard things about managing a baseball team, but hardest thing to do in sports, sit a guy on a hot streak. Yes. Yep. Because, well, why would we sit him? He's hot. It's, right. And it's like, why would I walk away from the blackjack table? I just won nine hands in a row. Because if you play ten more, you're probably going to lose eight or nine. Did that <laughs> in Vegas, and I made is. myself walk away, and I won 650 bucks. I was so there proud of myself. Because I knew the luck wasn't going to continue. So yep. If you run him into the ground, then he's you know not well, the same player in three weeks. And then that's the other say? thing. If, if he's grinding and fried, like you were saying, then... You know, is it worth it to have him in the lineup for that do-or-die game that's not really do-or-die last night and then have him hit, like, 220 or 210 the rest of the way? Right. It's actually so amazing it's a, so when you when you play every day and you talk to athletes and they get one day off, even if it's a rainout, and they'll come back and get on a hot streak right after that. It's amazing when you play every day for six months how one day will actually make oh, them feel a 100 no times doubt. better. And the other thing is that a day off, a team day off, is different than a day off. yes. Uh, on a bench, like w- without your cleats on, knowing that you're down for the day, and and knowing uh, that you're you're not going to get in, and that you can just sit and just watch a game, and then like the team day off are always refreshing and stuff. But unless th- you're that, traveling, that travel off, days off aren't like yeah, that. that's not really. And, a and like day. if you have a problem with Carlton doing this, you have a problem with every manager in the history of baseball. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, like, it's, this is a common thing. That, that you do. to me, the the outrage over the lineup just tells me that you don't watch, you haven't followed baseball closely for a long time. And I get there are some guys that just would not come out. Prince never came out. I think Robin Young had to be like almost forcibly restrained from playing sometimes, right, Drew? And yeah, and some guys, well, and. Well, the best example I have of this is uh, I used to cover games in Baltimore when the Brewers were in the American League. And my good friend, now you know him as uh, the guy with the bow tie on Fox Sports, Ken Rosenthal, was a columnist for the Baltimore Sun. And he would write columns occasionally when Cal Ripken was struggling. It's time to end the streak. Right. The streak is not bigger than the Orioles. He's killing them. He's not playing well. He's clearly tired. He's having horrible at-bats. He's a hole in the middle of the lineup. Give him a day off. And then Baltimore would just lose it. And he became like this lightning rod. Ken Rosenthal did. And he, and I, I remember reading that column one morning when I got to Baltimore and I went to the ballpark and Ken's standing there. He's like, you write something like that. You got to show up and take the heat. Fans were yelling at him from the stands. Oh, my gosh. It was it was it was really intense. The Twitter and hatred he wrote that a couple of times. The Twitter hatred for Yelich was unbelievable. Tom Hodricourt was going back and forth with people yesterday saying, I don't take a day off from work. Why do they get one day off during a year when they well, get four months off during the offseason? I don't understand it. We pamper these guys too much i'm like I, I can't even respond to that that is so stupid i want i want to meet the guy that doesn't get a day off of work for 50 days yeah you know, no kidding yeah, case. yeah. I, I will tell you this i wasn't able to watch the first part of the game because i had something else going on um i picked it up in about the seventh inning uh yelich was out the way it was going um i, I was listening to it when the, when uh, gunderson hit the home run i got home put it on tv and it was really exciting for me to see the situation in in the eighth and ninth inning, and all of a sudden here comes Yelich into pinch hit, yeah, because Good drama. There's it was great drama, and you don't know what he's going to do in the first part of the game. But at that point, I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. And what did he do? He delivered. He yeah. did what he was supposed he, to he do. Got a hit. Yeah. They almost came back. Had they won the game, it would have been a moot point. But pandemonium. Fun, fun to discuss. Hey, uh, you guys from the rundown, you can leave now if you want. We'll, you can hang we'll, out if you want. But you all can right. Leave. Well, thanks for having us, right, boys. <laughs> thanks for filling in. Yep. We will continue. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by uh, by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Let it fade. Who was it?
back on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. In Oconomowoc, I'm Drew. To my left today, KB. Yes, I didn't think you were coming back till the 1 o'clock hour, and that's oh. when we switched studios, so I just we moved switched, over this way. Switch seats. Armin Sarian is here as well. What's up, guys? Talking about the uh, Brewers game last night it was fantastic. Outstanding. Theater. I mean, they, it was sloppy and played, but what I wanted to get to was the attendance. We talked about how, you know, the Chicago fans had invaded, infested, whatever verb you want to use, Miller Park. Impregnated? Yeah. On Monday. Uh, and then on Tuesday and Wednesday, it was a little bit less Chicago, but still pretty healthy turnout for Chicago fans. I could, from the press box, I could see people clapping. I could see the jerseys and the noise when, obviously, the Cubs had more to cheer about. But it got pretty loud when Yelich pin hit, pinch hit when the Brewers made a, a threat in the ninth. That wasn't a good game from the Brewers' standpoint. Quintana was tough. Brewers kicked the ball around a lot. They didn't play great. Chassin wasn't particularly sharp. But it was a winnable game at the end. It was, you know, they could have, God, would that have been something if they had pulled that game out well, you know, for the sweep? That would be, that would have been uh, an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. It's what um, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. It's 6-1, then all of a sudden it's 6-2. Then the next thing you know, in the seventh thing, inning, it's 6-4. There's just something about this team as a fan that when they get down like that, it's there's almost a calmness, even though you're you know kind of excited about the game. But there's almost a calmness of like, yeah, we got this. It's no big deal. We got this. And then you look at who's coming up in the order. Okay, we're going to be moving toward the top of the order right now. We got this. Yeah, we got this. And and that's and almost what happened. Almost. I mean, they had a really good and chance. At it the was end, yeah. really you know everyone's going nuts because Thames and and Shaw and. Uh, and Yelich didn't start, but you talked well, about in the last segment. It was great drama. As a fan, you're sitting there, and it's like, okay, let's go to the bench and let's bring in the guns. I mean, that's, you know, that's it was just great to see that. And it gave those last two innings a couple of things. More excitement for starters. And two, then it made you, if you had that feeling of, yeah, we got this, then it really, it's like, okay, here we go. Was, Game on. It, now we go. It was nice knowing that even though the – the Brewers lost. They didn't pack it in when they were down 5-0 or, or uh, 6-1. They didn't pack it in. You know, they just didn't turn the faucets off and go home. They had a chance to win. They still fought back, and they were right there. And, you you know, you get two guys on the ninth with no outs, down two. You play that inning. You play those next three batters over ten times. You might tie it up ten, three out of ten times. Well, look at this. Two nights in a row, play at third base. Who's busting their ass down first baseline, you know, and beats out a throw? To continue an inning, it was it was low cane last night. It was yellow the night before. I yeah. mean, that's that's just flat out hard hustle. Yeah, it's it's was really good theater. Um, it's a shame that the Brewers couldn't have made it two instead of four. The Cubs are going to win the division. I've said it before. It would take the, the wheels would have to come off. The Cubs can play five hundred and still win the division pretty comfortably. I think they're going to do better than that. I think, you know, what we're pointing towards right now. How good is this going to be? We're pointing towards, depending on what happens in St. Louis, the Brewers have to obviously take care of business against the Pittsburghs, Cincinnati's, and Detroit's of the world. But the Brewers could be in a wild-card playoff game at home against St. Louis with the winner taking on the Cubs. The Cubs. Awesome. How good is that going to be? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If they can vanquish St. Louis at home and then go play the Cubs in a playoff series, because you know that they can play even with them, as we've just seen. Horrible. Now, the Cubs, Brewers and Cubs play on Monday in Wrigley, the beginning of a three-game series, and... I you know they're going to face Quintana again. Yeah, on he, Monday he's been tough against the Brewers. Expect, they're going to face Lester on Wednesday. Except for that last start, I guess in Wrigley, Quintana's really owned the. Yeah, Brewers. what's when Braun hit two home runs? Right, right. So it always seems like um, Madden finds a way to pitch Quintana against the Brewers, which he should. But you're right; they have to face. They have to go right back and face him, and then Lester. So that's. The work is still cut off for the Brewers, no doubt about it. Well, and again, like the six games against the Cardinals and Cubs are important, but if they win all the rest of the games, they're in good shape. <laughs> you know, if they lose those yeah. six and win the rest, they're still in pretty good shape. They just have to keep grinding and, and every victory. So what I'm saying is that now, as I've said before, every game the Brewers play is the biggest game of the season. Friday night they play the Giants. You've got to beat the Giants. you got to beat the Giants Friday and Saturday because Sunday you're facing Bumgarner and you don't like your chances against that guy. So it would behoove them to win the first two, and then maybe if Bumgarner has his way with them, you tip your hat and you move on to the next series against the Cubs. Ah, but they've been better on getaway days and day games since they were in that slump. So lately, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna point towards you know trends and and mojo and what have you, not that worried about it. The worst thing, and this is my perspective, the one thing that I do not want to see, at all, ever is the first series for the Brewers in the playoffs against the Cubs. So would you rather them not make the playoffs? No, no. If they make the playoffs, I do not want to see them play the Cubs in the first series. You just and I'll tell you why. Because I want the outside chance that whoever the Cubs draw knocks them out. They lose their first series, right? Okay. And if the Brewers continue, then you play them in the NLDS. But you don't want to play them right away. And the reason is has nothing to do with the games. It's the Cubs fans will be unbearable. You and know, would and you, I would, would I you, would love to see them get knocked out. Now, NLDS, well, yeah, you take it. Would you feel, how about this, would you feel cheated out of a true home playoff environment? Because I could see that being a, a, a thing. Like, if you're playing the Cubs in the first round of the playoffs, and part of you says, I'm not going to feel what it's like to have playoff games at Miller Park the way it would be if it was a regular opponent because there'd be so many Cubs fans at Miller Park. Well, that's horrible. I mean, that's then that's on Brewers fans. But if the playoff be, tickets go out and Brewers fans, there's and there's be, an outside chance it's going to well, be the they're Cubs. They're going to go for sale online, and Cubs fans are going to be trying to go, scoop them up. They'll, over, they'll outpay the Brewers fans. If well, it's not even that. outpay. It's just like, They'll be the, the quickest to the trigger. season yeah. ticket holders get the first crack, but they only have a, what, yeah, fifteen thousand of those, maybe. I mean, I don't know what their season ticket equivalent is. People who have that kind of the ten game packs, or the they'll get a chance. So I don't know what the float is, but anything available to the general public that people can buy. Cubs fans are going to scoop those up. They have just as good a chance, right? But I, I guess is there I, any way you and could, the secondary like market. The secondary, yeah. Well, and then okay, why do people who buy t- if you're going to go to the trouble of buying tickets and you're a Brewers fan, are you not going to you buying them to sell them? Like, why some, is there? I bet some are. Unfortunately, why? Because there's profit to be made, they or want to make money. Yes. See, no, that's just wrong. I agree with you, but I'm just telling you right now. I bet that there's a lot that would do that. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? I don't know. I, I would think so. 
I don't know. I, I mean, be, I think they're brokers. I, I mean, that's what. It. So everybody. Would, so when your team makes the playoffs, everybody becomes a ticket broker. Uh, I think Packers fans do that now with their Packers season tickets every year. Well, they sell some of them, but that's I'm talking about in a playoff game. Like I'm going to go online and get these tickets. For the games at Miller Park. It's an interesting question. So I can flip them? If the Brewers made the World Series finally for the first time since 82, and Brewers fans had the chance to see a World Series game, but they also said, you know what? I can flip these for for four grand. I, I know I know a lot would do it. I know they would. Now, maybe they would be to Brewers fans, but they would do it to get the money. It's just simple economics. I, I don't know. Down the I mean, hall, people were telling me last week, oh, doesn't matter. Well, I tell you what. Fans are going to pay. I'm, so I'm here's where my head's at. Right now, I hate the fact that Cubs fans are in Miller Park. If we get to a playoff series and it's not not dominated by Brewers fans, my anger turns a hundred percent towards Brewer fans. I could see that. Well, and that's like I'm saying, it depends on what the float is. But you're competing online. If if you go to the online ticket sales, because the the first crack goes to season ticket holders and people with partial packages, and then whatever the the remainder is, if it's and you know, those people are going to snap up some tickets because, you know, you think about it, they sell, the Brewers sell the same seat to different people. If you buy a 10-pack, right. someone else is sitting in those other 70 games, there are other people sitting in those seats. Right. So you would think that the float of tickets wouldn't be that big for the players. It wouldn't be as big as it would be for the regular season. So if they put them online and for sale, and then you got brokers that are going to try to get them and... But just for the general fans and the general public on sale online, it's going to be 50 50 because Cubs fans are going to try to buy it for everything, all the reasons you said. Because the Cubs have a bigger season ticket base, bigger corporate base, and those tickets would be harder to get it regularly. And the Cubs fans would probably be able to get in, and there's nothing you can do about right. it. Right. Even if there are some there, let's say there's even conservatively 25% Cubs fans. That's still a big swath of fans that are it is. in the and building. I, I think there's some that's unavoidable. Yeah, there is. But yeah. the idea that, but the idea that I'm a Brewers fan and I'm excited about this playoff series, I'm going to buy these tickets so I can sell them. Like that doesn't seem that seems weird to me. It seems like, well, I, I guess, you know, unless you're a ticket broker and you're in that business, seems why like, go through the trouble? Well, you can make a couple hundred dollars. Well, I mean, is it know, that much trouble to do? Have, you buy them, you flip them online. Have a rummage sale or something, you know? It's like, you know, you buy them and you flip <laughs> them online. A lot of people do have rummage well, sales. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, well it's, I, I, I would buy, I would I buy four, know. consider flipping two. Really? Yeah, because I, I don't want to miss those games. But if I could buy four, flip two, and, and make the money for, for my, pay for my own tickets, I'm going to give that a thought. Hmm. You really I, don't think a lot of fans would do this, Drew? Are you surprised? I, the Packer no. fans. I mean, Packer well, there fans are, are Packer some of the most committed in the world. They're selling they're yeah, selling the Seahawks well, tickets because they're but, most profitable. But, yeah, or but, no, 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 no. But the thing is, with the Packers fans, the people buying the tickets are Packers fans nine times out of ten. Yeah, and there are Packers fans, and I know uh, I have friends that are Milwaukee Packers season ticket holders, and they've had the tickets for years, and they sell them to a broker as soon as they get them. Right. And, and other people who have, you know, if you have the the green package, you might sell December because you don't want to sit in cold weather. I got great seats on the thirty yard line, but I hate going to cold. People who are older sure. and with more money and who, you know, uh, spend December in Florida, they, yeah, they're going to sell those games and regardless of the opponent. But you never go to a Packer game and see seventy percent 
opposing fans. Never. Not that That many. will never happen. No, but there are always a good amount of Vikings now, and Bears Now, you fans. used to in the 80s when the Bears were good and the Packers sucked. A good amount? What's a good amount? The, the, I mean, I've been to Packers-Vikings games, and there's a substantial Vikings presence. The ones, I, the ones I've been to... Are, um, I'm not I, saying it's a lot. Maybe a lot of those 15. are Packers fans bringing their friends that are Vikings right, fans. Okay. And all. So, but it's like, in terms of just selling, like the the biggest infestation I've seen at Lambeau was when the Steelers came a couple of years ago. Steelers fans travel, man. They're like the Cardinals mm-hmm. of, of football. Steelers fans travel, and the usual Bears fans like they're always pockets, and they can be loud if things are going right for their team. And when if their team wins and they're standing by the tunnel. And there's a couple, even if there's a couple thousand out of 80,000 people, there's 2,000 people. It looks like a lot of fans, but it's really not. It's not anything close to what we saw at Miller Park on Monday right. and Tuesday. No, but there, I Wednesday. guess my point is there will always be some. And it's, it's not a question of there being some there. It's a question of being outnumbered, and that's what's gut-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. All right, so we're going to continue to, to address this. I also want to know, and Armin brought up, we've been talking about it, the NFL season starts tonight. Really? The League of Indifference draft was this morning. So we're going to have there's to look NFL? to see there's, who we got. I, there's NFL? Yeah. Man, you wouldn't even know. Is and, that the thing that just flew under the radar or what? Well, and that's kind of my question. It doesn't really feel like the NFL. School's back in, so it should be the NFL. Maybe the NFL should have started a week ago. But why doesn't it feel like the – why doesn't it – it doesn't – to me, it doesn't feel like the NFL. I guess it won't until Sunday when the games are on. But it's like – I'm not ready for it. Sneaking up on me. Stuff sometimes stuff sneaks up on you, like Summerfest. You know, I was like, "Oh, is that coming up next week?" Holy cow! Like stuff, it just it has a way of. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it Thanksgiving already? Or oh, is it my anniversary? Jeez! Even opening day, some people have said because the spring was so cold and yeah. Crappy. But I, I just I can't never, believe it. March Madness started. never sneaks up on me because I'm always like, look, there's like a build up to it. The NFL regular season opener for a lot of people. I, we're just not in that camp, and I, I'm trying to pinpoint the reason. Is it because the Brewers are, are just played, you know, their most important series of the year, and we've been focused on that? Is it because the NFL has this gap between their worthless preseason games and the regular season? Like, there's a ten ga- game gap. Is that it? What is it? Hit us with that on. Okay, Twitter. wait, wait, and we're going to go into the League of Indifference because I just looked at the draft. How the hell did you get four teams? Um, team Olsen, Team Olsen, Team Olsen, Team We Olsen. haven't assigned those yet. I think Don't, that we're, we're assigned. It's all about emails. Yeah. Oh. It's all about the emails. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that well, we, in yes, more detail. We, yes, we will get into yeah. that. You rigged it, maybe. Yeah, right. It's my, oh, well, you know, it's my idea. Um, so I'm asking, like, why doesn't it seem, or do you feel the same way we do that there's not a lot of juice to this opener? I mean, maybe it's because we don't give a rat's ass about the Eagles and Falcons in this room. If you're not gambling or starting your fantasy league, um, how much do you care? Chris replied to a tweet asking this question. He said, agree. Likely has to do with the Brewers' performance and the lack of Packers starters actually playing in the preseason. If it wasn't for my fantasy draft on Tuesday, I wouldn't have known the first game was tonight. Isn't I mean, that wild? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Le'Veon Bell holdout is getting the most, to me, the most attention. That's the reason I'm hearing it about the NFL so much right now, this yeah. week at least. So I think the, I think the Brewers being relevant has a lot to do with Friend it. Friend of the show, Ron on the Key, says... Is it maybe because Green Bay's playing Sunday night? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't not... think so. Sunday night's usually a big-time thing. It's usually anticipated. Yeah, but it's, it makes it further away, kind of, you know? I, I guess know. by a few hours, I guess, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, what is the deal? Um, why is that phenomena? We'll explore this question and many more. We'll talk about the League of Indifference as well.
That's right. That's our fantasy league. It's the best fantasy league ever. Auto draft. And the only rule of the league is no transactions at all. Ever. I, I try to explain to people and they're like, oh, so you set your lineup the first time? I'm like, no, you don't. You, your lineup is set. There's nothing. It's the League of Indifference. We love it. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. It's Thursday on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The Brewers lost to the Cubs last night. Kristen Yelich didn't start. And the Brewers fans handled the news in a calm and rational manner. Just kidding. Drew and KB will discuss that topic and keep the good vibrations between Wisconsin and Illinois going by looking ahead to the Green Bay-Chicago game Sunday night at Lambeau. They're looking for your all-time favorite Packers-Bears memory. And now, they only take days off for bad hangovers or colonoscopies. Here's Drew and KB. Oh, and Armin, too. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You just be a good girl. You can, if you will. Bongo, 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 bongo. <laughs> I don't ever want to be successful. They call me Big Al, and I have dangers. Got a, you know, nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow, we're going hand up, Woody. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Don't ask me to do nothing! This is nothing! Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters! He could be a freak on the court. And on the shit, oh you know God. what I'm saying? What the hell's going on out here? What's dick? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the Welcome to the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, broadcasting live from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. I'm Drew. To my right is my pal, KB. What's going on, brother man? Casual Thursday for you? Every day's casual for me. <laughs> my like, life is casual. <laughs> I mean, this is how I dress to cut the lawn. <laughs> I'm busting your balls. What? 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 I don't hey, care. Thursday. You think I care? No. I got no meetings. Yeah, I know. I never have meetings. I never go into no anything wants around to here. Meet with me. Ever. Ever. I, you know what? And I'm okay with that. It's actually a good place to be in. Armin Sarian's here to answer your phone calls at 414-799-1920. Hello, Armin. Hello, gentlemen. Happy Thursday. Another day in the trenches. Yes, indeed. Another day. It's not as, well, it's sunnier and drier. But it's not as sunny as it could be. The Brewers didn't beat the Cubs. They didn't finish the sweep last night. They lose at Miller Park. 6-4. Deflating finish to an inspiring series. And now they're in the, the off day today. And I guess people are, you know, waving goodbye to their dreams and fantasies of a division title. I don't think it's in the cards. Of course, I didn't really think it was in the cards anyway. Even if the Brewers had swept the Cubs yesterday. They have a tough series at Wrigley coming up on Monday. Still not technically. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over. But I give the Cubs, if I'm going to put a number on it, I'd say that I would have the, have the Cubs at about somewhere between 85 and 90% to win the division. Because they can do it by just playing 500 at this point. Yeah, it's hard to come back, you know, what, four games in 20 games? Yeah. The, the numbers yeah. in that are about that. The, numbers, uh, graphs, yeah, but. The, the numbers are not in the Brewers' favor. And had they won last night, it would have been a little closer, but I still think that the Cubs are going to win, and I think the Brewers have to resign themselves to staying alive in the wild card race. Get to 90 wins. That's the number we've been looking at. Get to 90. That's the number I think that they need, 90, 91, somewhere in that vicinity. And if they do that, boys, how about you got to win the first? You got to win. You have to be the first wild card. So you get to host that playoff game, and then that will be awesome. And then you win that, they'd probably go ahead and face the Cubs. That would be awesome, too. We no, could, wouldn't it? So, would suck. No, the first, the, no. the last three days have been awesome, and then they yeah, would they, be awesome again. No, I don't want them to face the Cubs in the first series. Why not? Because I want them to face another team. What if they then don't get to face the Cubs? I'm fine with that, and but I'm hoping that they don't get to face the Cubs because the other team, the Cubs play, knock them out. Because I do not. Uh, that, this is this is all NCAA tournaments. Yes, stuff, it is. Absolutely, it's also, it is. It's playoff. Bra- you, you're playoff bracketing. You're you're trying to cherry pick your path to your happiness. As a I'm fan. not saying you can do that. I'm saying yeah. I want would, the damn Cubs. I want them. Beat them. No. Vanquish them. No. If I would, I, that I, would be amazing. I would it, say though? here's one for you. If yeah, the, and if they right, don't, the Brewers. Let's let's say right now, the Brewers are not going to make the World Series. Right. Oh, fair. I think that's okay. fair. The Brewers, right. are, and if not. you look at like five thirty-eight in the prediction sites, their their chances of making the World Series are pretty slim. But if they were to beat the Cardinals and beat the Cubs, they could get swept in the NLCS, and it would still be a sweet. It would still be a sweet postseason because they beat the Cubs. Right. That victory over the Cubs would be absolutely like the World Series. You know what the victory? Be, you know what the victory over the Cubs? It. The victory over the Cubs would be the U.S. team over the Russians because oh. that. Listen to me. That was not for the gold medal. Right. That was the game yes. before. So that it's it's yes. it's not to get it's not the series. It's what yes, before, but, and that's what made it great. No, I I just think a lot of it is. Expectations change when you play better. So a lot of a lot of Brewers fans, if you told them before the season they can make the playoffs, making the wild card game to me is a success for this year. I think the problem is too many Brewers fans can't disabuse themselves of notions that they are going to abuse. Yes, disabuse themselves of notions. Dis- that they, wait, 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 what, what does that mean? Disabuse. What does disabuse mean? You know, I've heard that term before. It's got where be in the English language. Disabuse. How do you yes. spell it? T-I-S-A-B-U-S-E. Disabuse. Themselves of these notions that they are going to be beating the, winning the World Series. I mean, I, so many it fans. to persuade are, someone that an idea or belief is mistaken. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I meant. Okay. I mean, I, I just, I just, I've been pointing at the wild card all year. I didn't have these these notions that we did win the division. They still might. It's possible. But it's very unlikely that over six months they'd be better than the Cubs. Very unlikely. So now, Just like it'd be unlikely to win the again, World Series. So win the, get to the wild card. My whole thing is get in the tournament, right? Get in exactly. the dance. And that's what you need to do. But the idea, 
I, I say bring on the Cubs. It doesn't matter what round you're playing them. If they, that's the path right now, that's what it would be. Play them. Beat them. It'd be epic. And at least even if, if you don't, go down in valor like they did last night and like they did, you know, like they have this season. Now, all right, last night's game, well, if they'd have won that. Oh, what if they'd have won the four games in April when they got swept at regularly? It's like, well, you know, again, we can play. You can go down that rabbit hole all you want. What oh, the, and Armin and I the, already did before the show. What yeah, about the great. five games they lost to Pittsburgh if they'd have taken a couple of those and not lost stumbling, right. hacking and wheezing into the break? Those games would We're not be, going there. We're not the, Armin, situation. zip it. We're not going there. We had this fight this morning. We're not going there. Well, we should have taped it and put it on oh, web, yeah, web we extra. Not going through it again. So, all right, so the meltdown last night pregame, during game, was that Christian Yelich wasn't in the Brewers lineup. The world stood still for a moment. It's like, What? Why is he not playing? What in the hell are they thinking? Craig Council must be an idiot. Christian Yelich should be playing. Okay, here's the thing. And uh, it's, it's, it's part of the thousand-yard stare of being a longtime ball rider. First of all, the lineup, when you're, when you're covering a baseball team, as I did for many years, your lineup is like the first point of contact. You walk into the clubhouse, and guys are walking around and going about their business. You walk into the clubhouse at 3.30 when the doors open. Or now probably three forty-five because they moved starting times back to seven ten or whatever. But you walk in and the first thing you do is walk to where they post a lineup and see who's playing. And that's generally it's your first question to the manager is like, okay, why is Brant playing today and why isn't Sarian playing? Because my mom's here. It becomes the first. It becomes your first point and your first question is like, okay, wh- what's the deal behind the lineup? Like the lineup changes. Guys get days off. It was planned day off. Whatever. Um, Yelich is in the lineup, and that is stunning because we said it yesterday. Yesterday was the biggest regular season game of the year. The difference between a four-game lead and a two-game lead, we talked about all the reasons that went into making yesterday you know, a huge game. And Christian Yelich, who's been, well, people would say, with the Brewers, one of his mo- the most valuable players, one of the hottest Brewers, wasn't in the lineup. And I can see why that's striking. My instant thing is like, man, he must have tweaked something on Tuesday night that we didn't see or that, you know, they actually took him out early Tuesday night to get him rest. And I think they took Kane out too uh, during the 11 to one game. They took him out a couple innings early. And that was one of the few times he hasn't missed many innings. In fact, he started every game before last night. He had started every game since the all-star break and had barely taken any innings off. And so he's not in the lineup. Jose Quintana's pitching for the, for the Cubs. Yelich has a one for nine, a sample against him with a bunch of punch outs, I think. Not a big sample, but not enough to make you, you know, sit him. Might have been a factor. I thought, all right, well, he tweaked something and he's getting treatment because he's not going through BP, and or he had some bad gas station sushi. Or there's got to be something relatively big for him not to be in the lineup. It's not. I didn't think it would be just you know the numbers say or the numbers geeks told us or just a whim. Now you go back and you look on Monday. He struck out twice, which he hasn't done in games. You'd have to look. I don't think he's done it in a while. He's, he struck out on Tuesday and grounded into a double play. Is are they seeing that his bat is slowing down? Does he look tired? Does he does he have an oblique thing? Is he spending a lot of time in the training room getting you know prepared to play these games? And is he running on fumes a little bit? That's what you don't know. And that's why to blanketly say what the hell is going on? What an idiot! How can you not play him? Like you always have to wait. And I've, I learned this over the years because I had that same reaction. And then I got into the to the, the the meat of it. 
and I would say, why didn't they have Brand pitch the seventh inning last night? What the hell are they idiots? I mean, it was the perfect matchup. That's what he's been doing all year. Like, and then you find out three days later, you find out, oh, like he played catch before the game and his shoulder was barking, and they didn't tell us that. And then a week later, he's going to Birmingham to meet with Dr. James Andrews. And it's like suddenly, oh, well, tightness. Now, now that decision, tightness, Did I have tightness? Now, now that decision doesn't look as dumb. Right. I think one, the, the yellow thing is we, and you spin it forward and people go nuts, but they forget like in baseball, when you got to that ninth inning last night, it was a great moment. Christian Yelich comes up, crowds going insane. He gets a hit. It, when you have him there as that weapon to deploy, you can deploy him when you want. When he's in the lineup and playing, yeah, sure. He would have had a couple of bats against Quintana. Who knows how they would have turned out. But you were able to deploy him when you wanted to, rather than like, oh, if we can just get to Yelich in four or five batters this inning. Like you were able to spot him, and it almost worked. But people can't wrap their brain around the fact, and the stuff you see on Twitter is like, oh, I never miss a day at work. Oh God, please, you get weekends off. Like, give me please, a break. yeah. I mean, do you play? It's totally different. Do you work um, 162 times in like 185 days? Do you? Uh, do, is well, that what you do? What people are forgetting is that. It's 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 Brewers brass. It's Council and Stearns managing their asset. They want to know how they can keep him at optimum level. It's not yes. that they. It's and not that he said I need a day off. I'm going what you, home. What, no. what do you want? Do you want a fresh Christian Yelich last night, or do you want one who might have soft legs in two weeks? Well, yeah, because he's gassed. I'm just saying, like, and and the line there, especially in baseball, if your bat starts to drag a little bit, I, I've said it before. The, the hardest thing to do in sports and in life is to. Like rest during a hot streak, slow down to do anything to tempt right. a hot streak. The guy's been blistering hot, like, and it's antithetical. Why would you give him a day off? Because like, he needs one and because we want to keep him hot and because if your bat starts to drag and you start, that's how slumps are made. <laughs> because why would you walk away from the blackjack table when you've won 10 hands in a row? Because because if you play ten more, you're probably going to go you know one and nine or two and eight. That's just the way the world works. It's very similar to uh, the other complaint people have had all year is why they don't use Hater more. Exactly, and it's what you my, said. My about... argument is like the reason Hater's been as good as he has is because of the way they've chosen to use him and the way you know that's why he's been effective. They've been pretty good at that. So I didn't think that the world was collapsing when they didn't play him. You know, would they have won if Christian Yelich had started? Would he have been in the, would he have solidified that horrible defense that. in the fourth inning? I don't know that he would have anything to do with that. Would he have? You know, the, the Cubs were due for a little bit of a breakout. The Cubs had their stinker game on Tuesday, and then the Brewers kicked the ball around Christ- in the fourth inning on yet yeah, last night. Christian Yelich did exactly what Christian Yelich does last night. He didn't play the game, but when he went into pinch hit, that's he did what he's been doing. You know, he just didn't play the whole game. But yeah. when it came down to it, he hit the he hit that. Crisp to which the counter single. would be, well, if he would have played the whole game, maybe he would have hits earlier in the game, and they wouldn't have been down like they were. He might have, you know. So I get that, but they're saying the odds were not there, and that he was better served to get that rest. And can't really argue with, it, especially if they had won the game, no one would be able to argue with it. But it was, I admit, it was curious, and I I still think, in my experience. Ninety percent of the time, when something like this happens, there's something underneath. Like he didn't feel good. He felt a tweak on Tuesday night. There's something underneath, or he, maybe he's been battling something for a couple of weeks and it's starting to catch up. And maybe, and maybe that makes his hot streak of late even more incredible. Is that oh, he's been getting treatment for two hours before and after every game. We just there's stuff or that maybe you don't he's just know, tired, or you don't know. But I, that's just it. If you're tired, you're still playing. So I talked to a lot of people. I talked to Cubs people. I talked to scouts last night, and everybody was just like, they were stunned 
And everybody thought, well, there's another shoe there somewhere. There's something else at play. It wasn't just because he hasn't hit Quintana in the past. It wasn't a hunch on the manager's part. It's just there, there had to be more, and we'll probably find out. But my thing is, hold your screams in abeyance until you get all the information because I found in my career it helps you avoid retractions. Well, we'll admit when we're wrong on this show, but we, we will avoid retractions. goes to Sunday's game when people are saying, what's he doing playing Thames and Broxton? What the hell, Clownsel? Thames gets a couple hits. Broxton hits an 119,000-foot home run. Oh, well, hmm. how about that? <laughs> people had to back off then. Well, all you have we'll to do continue. is okay. we'll continue. We'll talk about discussion. Christian's tweet we'll when we get about, back. Yeah, we'll talk about what's going on. Uh, it was, But, hey. I just like the theater. This has been good stuff. It's only going to get better. The Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson and Oconomowoc. The Drew Olson Show rolling along this Thursday. Joined by KB and Armin. We're going to talk about the uh, National Football League in just a little while. And the fact that uh, hasn't hit me yet that starts tonight. Are you ready for some football? No. I guess I am. Actually, I'm not ready for, for football because I'm kind of bummed the Brewers aren't playing today. Because I want to watch some baseball. Yeah, withdrawals. And that's part of the reason, I think, that it's, it's the NFL sneaking up on us. That, the worthlessness of the NFL preseason. Um, and the gap between the last preseason game, the, week, the game four, and and now. It's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's sneaking up on me. I'll, I'll, be ready on, uh, I'll be ready on Sunday for some football, I know it. And we have the League of Indifference to talk about as well. I think fantasy helps. Having fantasy always helps. I mean, we'll have well, the coverage right and here. And we just seven. actually had our draft this morning for the League of Indifference, and we'll talk about that. But first, let's spin through what's happening now. Now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? What's happening now is brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds on 76th and Layton in Greenfield and Green Tree in Port Road in Glendale. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Boom! What's happening now? Weirdness with the Detroit Tigers. KB's been pointing towards that Detroit Tigers series that the Brewers finished their season with at Miller Park as, um, you know, one to look for in a coronation, perhaps. They're playing the Tigers. The Tigers today... As of this moment, are the most interesting team in baseball. Really? Yes. Why do you say that? Because last night on Fox Sports Detroit, they were getting ready for, for a major league ball game against the White Sox. Two struggling teams, probably low rated. And the guys who host the pregame show, their version of like Craig Kashan. Like, and let's throw it up to the booth. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right? Let's, let, let's get ready for the game. Let's throw it up to the booth. We'll go to Matt Shepard and Kirk Gibson. Okay. Right? Wait. Matt Shepard and Kirk Gibson aren't the Tigers' regular announcers. Mario Mpemba is the regular play-by-play guy, and Rod Allen is the regular analyst. They were nowhere to be found last night because they got into a brawl. Was was it on the air after the game? Off the air. Before, right? They had a fight. They they came to blows. Had to be separated. They had a fight. Apparently, there's been a longstanding waxy buildup between these two. They don't get along. Their styles don't mesh. There are sparks that fly sometimes on the air, but they couldn't get along. They fought, and they were sent home to Detroit. They were sent home and booked on different flights to Detroit so as to avoid further conflict, like they were going to keep going at it at the airport and in the plane, and they had to fly on a different team to do the game. When do you ever hear this happen? Inside inside baseball, a little trade secret, if you will. There are plenty of longstanding broadcast teams with tension and where people don't talk off air and where they're not best of buddies, and it's a charade. I hate to break that to people. I know it, it ruins things. Like, B.A. and Rock, I'll say this, they get along. We know Rock. Rock. Rock's our friend. B.A.'s our friend. They're both great guys. I will say this from inside experience, and I would tell you if it was different, but the whole the Fox Sports Wisconsin crew that I've dealt with, they're fine. They get along well. But I've, I know of other teams where partners and stuff don't get along and other longstanding shows where people don't like each other. This is just wild, though. That makes it interesting to me that the Tigers announcers were fighting. The Tigers announcers are showing more fight than the ball club on the field. It probably made for some pretty good uh, TV sometimes when they were disagreeing. I'm sure I didn't. I don't never watch, obviously, the Tigers broadcast. But, yeah, yeah that's a little awkward when they're going to blows. Uh, but what you really need to know, you've heard of dry January, right? Where after the holidays, right, you go and you stop drinking for a month. Well, no, some people are calling for Sober September, which is a break from booze before the holiday, overindulgent. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going, yeah, let's see this. Start of the NFL season, start of the college football season, baseball playoffs, and people are calling for a Sober September. Well, well it's ridiculous. If someone doesn't want to drink, uh, yeah. that's cool. But the, this is what bothered me. Calling for a sober September. It almost sounds like it. Demanding a sober September. I'm calling for your head on a spike. Right. Whoever came up with this. No. Don't, you, yeah, that, that's a weird way to say it. Don't overindulge. Yeah. Don't drink um, and drive. But have some beers when you're watching football. Calling for a sober I, September. Um, I don't know. Contrarian in nature. I don't wear the ribbon. I'm like Kramer. I don't, I, I don't wear the what ribbon. What do you mean you don't wear the ribbon? You have to ribbon. wear the ribbon. No, I don't wear the ribbon. Wear the ribbon. <laughs> he won't wear the ribbon. So that makes me want to go out and have some Tito's. And... Absolutely. <laughs> it's football. I'm well, calling for everyone to do what they want. How about that? What's happening now is, um, oh, the NCAA is at it again. The University of Kentucky. Some athletes are in trouble, but this is, this is lame. Some Kentucky soccer players are going to have to sit out Two supervised team activities, such as a practice or a meeting. Oh, gosh. Because they played in a pickup soccer game with the Foo Fighters. Oh, my gosh. And coaches before a May 1st concert at Rupp Arena. 
Oh, well. The pickup game took place the week before final exams when the NCAA prohibits coaches from being involved with players in an event like a pickup game. The Kentucky players were originally playing in their own pickup game at the other end of the field until a member of the Foo Fighters invited them to play as they were getting tired and wanted the energy level to be raised. Three current men's soccer players, one former men's soccer player, and one current women's soccer player participated in the pickup game. Who's going to turn down the Foo Fighters? Nobody. Nobody is turning down the Foo Fighters. That's a punishment well worth it. You can't turn down the Foo Fighters. I will play with the Foo Fighters. The Fighters of Foo. Kentucky had self-reported the violation. And uh, the pickup soccer game is the, uh, you know, it's just, come it's on. It's peak ridiculousness for because the NCAA. Because coaches, it is peak ridiculousness. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm sure they were working on, you know, their set pieces during that time. And the fact that they had to sit out two team activities, it could be like a meeting. You know, it could yeah. be like the pizza night. Okay, you, know? you can't come to dinner tonight. Can't come to study table. <laughs> That's an organized team activity. There you go. That's the NCAA in a nutshell. Ass clowns. But what you really need to know, Kingswalk Golf Course in Grand Forks, North Dakota, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, is ruining the game of golf. They are now using drones to drop burgers and snacks and drinks on golfers. No more cart girls. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Younger golfers, they say, love this perk, while older ones think it's a waste of money and prefer ordering from beverage carts. No, they prefer ordering from hot college smoke shows who are working for the summer. That's what the old guys prefer. And let's just fly drones over courses and drop beers down? I don't think so. I don't think so. However, however, you don't have to tip a drone. But half the fun is tipping the cart girl. Not tipping her over. Well, no, but... Uh, but to tipping? say, hey, here what? you go. Put to a couple like bucks a, on there for yourself. To look like a big shot? Well, no, it just it makes you feel good. Hey, helping you, you know, just helping them get through college. Wow. What's happening now? Um, okay, other than the Tigers um, announcers, the story in baseball. Otani-san. Find out he's going to have Tommy John surgery. Hit two home runs last night. That's wow. pretty epic. Now, I mean, he's he's had a pretty good year. I mean, came in. I didn't think the whole pitching and hitting thing was going to last, that experiment for Shohei Otani. When he was doing it, it was good, but obviously he got hurt Yeah, right away. I, I mean, if he's just a hitter, he's still pretty good, though, right? If he never pitches not again. not bad. Like yeah. Babe Ruth, I mean. Yeah, I DH pitched. him, but he's going to have – that's the recommendation is that he have Tommy John surgery. But on the day that that was revealed, he hit two home runs. Pretty, pretty good. Speaking of home runs, did you see the one that Trevor Story hit last night? 505 feet, the longest since StatCast was uh, invented, implemented. I mean, that's insane. You know what? I want to know how they do GameCast because that's just, you know, how they keep it so quick. It's just amazing to me when I was was watching, um, I was following game the other night and how a guy, whoever is doing it on GameCast, Knows that it's a split finger fastball. Even when they do it on TV, right away I, they know. Why and then, you should say that? Then you f- wait, 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 wait. Then you yeah. flip it, and they have already put up the speed, the velocity, the drop in the pitch. I'm like, yeah. and it's instantaneous. You yeah. know, that's it's. You know what? I don't know what kind of wicked sorcery they're doing. But well, man, here's the thing. I was talking to a longtime major league scout just the other night at the ballpark, and. We were talking about the strike zone on the Monday game for the Brewers. People were bitching about it. Cubs, Madden got ejected. Carl Edwards got ejected. 
You're watching the game at home, and you're like, that's a strike, this guy's an idiot, or that's a ball, what the hell? And you wonder, how accurate is that box? They're superimposed over the center field cameras, which are offset, you know, and you're like, you wonder, how exactly, do they? are they getting the guy's crouch, are they getting the stance correct, how accurate is that? And then, my buddy the scout said, he's at, uh, at the field and he's charting pitches and it's what he's done his whole life. And he's watching and charting and stuff. And then he'll go in and look and, like, they'll have stuff. They'll call stuff, you know, a cutter that was a slider. Or he said they misidentify pitches on those things, and it's not always accurate. So is the information we're getting 100% accurate? Good question. Well, I don't, I don't know if it is or, you know, isn't. Other than when you go to when the pitches are coming in and they're showing the, uh, what is the video game that, the, the, the show? Yeah. Which, if you go on there, yeah. so obviously they paid for that. Well, of course. You know, and you a can see of, that well, when it, a lot everything's of sports sponsored. technology stems from video games and stuff, yeah. Right. No doubt. But I just, uh, I, you know, it is. It's some sort of sorcery that I cannot even begin to understand. And it's the this devil's work. This is true. It really is. All right. We have the League of Indifference team set. We have, uh, we'll continue our discussion. We want to talk about the, the National Football League. And, oh, by the way, Packers Bears this week. It's gotten interesting on a number of levels. We will chat about all that and more as we move forward today. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Soccer for the University of Kentucky. Can you listen to this song, or do you have to then miss two practices, a team meal, and a study table? Who would not play soccer with the Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters! Absolutely you do. It's all because the coaches were there, and it was like this unsupervised, unstructured. Or maybe it was an improper benefit. The NCAA sucks. This is the Drew Olsen Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. I'm Drew. KB's here. Armin as well. Been talking about the Brewers and the whole Christian Yelich kerfuffle yesterday. My thing is, it pumped the brakes. Or maybe he felt a tweak or something. It, it was odd, I'll admit, to have the biggest regular season game of the year with a the difference between a four-game deficit and a two-game deficit hanging in the balance that he wasn't in there. He was deployed later, which probably pissed a lot of people off. Well, why didn't he play the whole game? He could have had more hits. He was a pinch hitter in the ninth inning. The Brewers, you know, they, their last but- gasp was pretty... You know, impressive. I bet the Cubs were sweating a little bit. Well, there was a tweet that went out, and some guy said, uh, sources are reporting, or it's being, uh, it's coming out that Christian Yelich lobbied for, yeah. you know, to play last night and to that not was, play on Thursday and Friday. And yeah, I love Christian Yelich's retweet. Yeah, Christian Yelich retweeted a guy. And he went, and this guy named yeah. Frederick said, Reports coming out that Yelich bargained with counsel to have his off day be yesterday against the Cubs instead of sitting out Thursday and Friday against the fourth-place Giants. Tough look. Sounds like a guy who definitely wants to play in a, quote, rivalry game at home to win a division. All right, Frederick, um, the Brewers aren't playing today. So sitting out Thursday and Friday against the Giants while sitting out... eh. Everybody's sitting out. All the brewers are sitting out. Right, today. so he got one thing wrong. So I love his response. Wrong. Christian Yelich retweeted that and said, yeah, that's not how it went down. Period, period, period. I want to know who this guy is. This Frederick guy must be some sort of big Cubs tweeter because he has a lot of followers. His Well, his Twitter handle is D-O-M underscore Frederick, director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. Right, which I'm assuming okay. is not a real position. I'm assuming that doesn't I'm have benefits. I'm assuming it's not. 
I, I'm assuming it's not, but hey, who knows, man? Director of morale. He, you know, what does that mean? He's on the hoop troop. Exactly. He's a fan. He's a big fan. I have a question too. When, he when has he... more than five pieces of Cubs paraphernalia on him at any given time. He is a morale builder. When he says reports coming out, really? What reports? Where are these reports? Can you I please know. show me these reports by said reporters? I'm sure you can. You can just throw some crap out there that doesn't exist. Frederick went on base. to tweet and say, um, I actually like Yelich. He's a really good player. It's just ironic that the Brewers organization, fans, etc., get mad when Hamels refuses to call the series a rivalry, but then it's okay when their best player is sitting out, quote, randomly in said, quote, rivalry at home in a division race. Good player, though. Backtrack, backtrack, okay, that, backtrack. Yeah, that's Thanks, him. Frederick. Yeah, that's him responding after Yelich called him out. Right. And what did the Brewers organization uh, complain about the rivalry? They didn't. No one from the Brewers organization well, complained. The fans here's didn't. how. This is it. This is the, my take on the rivalry thing. It only takes one person to declare a rivalry. It doesn't take both sides. I think it's a rivalry. Therefore, it's a rivalry. I don't care what you think. Yeah. I think it's a rivalry. To me, it's a big rivalry. So mm. that's my world. Everybody else, whatever. Yeah, um, It's important to me. Frederick then tweeted back at Christian Yelich and said, yeah, well, that's not a good answer to why you didn't participate in an, in an important game. Maybe we, should go well, through the, maybe we should go through all the guys that Joe Mann gave a day off to and yeah. ask them why they didn't participate why in did, games. Yeah, why didn't they play? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I guess you could, and it's again it's a lefty thing. It's a pitching matchup, trying to get guys in. The Brewers sat guys on Sunday. The Brewers sat Lorenzo Cain on Sunday. They needed to win Sunday's game, and they sat Lorenzo Cain. Keon Broxton hit a 511 foot home run. It's just not. I, I just don't see. I, I, but I, here's the thing. I understand, and it's a question. Craig Council, like in his pregame, do we have that? Do you have that from uh, from our boy Adam Rigg, Brewer Nation? Do you have Craig Council's pregame about from yesterday? Yelich, yeah. um, I'll, I'll effort right, it here. Effort it, Armin, because he all but said like he just needed that. It made me think that there was something tweaked, like he had something. And the others people now then I understand. Well, this is like a playoff game, and if unless you have a limb severed, you got to get out there. And I, it is, I guess. And again, in the in the lack in the breach of information, people jump to their own conclusions. But I, I would not conclude that Craig Council's an idiot or Christian Yelich is soft. I would say. My experience of uh, nearly a quarter century of talking to people in the game tells me that there's something else at play here. There's something. Something was up. Something. There was something at play that we don't really know yet. And it's frustrating when you don't know, but we don't know. Armin will effort it. We're going to talk about the League of Indifference. Um, we have to refresh the stripper pole of the day as well. KB, you want to do that now? Indeed, we do. Today's our stripper poll, by the way, is our poll question of the day, available for your uh, voting pleasure at Drew Olson Show on Twitter. Every sports show can have a poll question. Ours is a stripper poll located in a gentleman's club somewhere in the, on the planet. Where are we? So uh, we ran out of pewter jewelry, so we went to Albuquerque. Oh, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, turquoise, too. Right? Turquoise. Pewter and turquoise. Some, uh, can we get some meth? And, and meth. Pizza off the roof. Right. Uh... For knockouts, stripper poll of the day. Craig Council is under fire for giving Christian Yelich a much-needed day off. So tell us, what do you do when your boss gives you a day off that you weren't expecting? Do you do household chores, uh, road trip, golf, fish, whatever, or binge watch and play Fortnite? So right now in the lead is go golfing, fishing, you know, whatever activity you love, followed by household chores, and then uh, binge watch something or play Fortnite is number three. Binge watch. Uh, and then road trip. No one does impromptu road trips. I've done impromptu road trips. I have as well. I like them. I, adventures. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. When my son was younger, you know, it'd be like on a Saturday. Come on, we're going on an adventure. Where are we going? I don't know yet. We're just rolling. We'll decide when we get there. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, mine might be sleep. <laughs> you just never get enough. Depends on the time of the year. All right. Vote for us at Drew Olson Show on Twitter. You can also tweet at Drew Olson MKE. At on air KB, we'll try to find the the pregame sound from Craig Council from yesterday talking about the Yelich thing. It's still going to be a mystery, and we'll see. Stay tuned. Is he going to start against the lefty on Friday night against the Giants? I would think so. Brewers need to win those first two games because Bumgarner's lurk, lurking on Sunday, and the fact that we're already thinking about Sunday starter and the starters, the fact that they're facing Quintana again on Monday tells you that this is a pennant race, and it's sweet. On the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Back on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson in Oconomowoc. All right. NFL season starts tonight. You got the the Eagles, the Eagles, opening their defense of the Super Bowl title against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm saying it. I like Atlanta to win this game. They're a slight dog. I'm picking them. I would, yeah. You know what? I'll go with that. Yeah? I will go with that. Uh, Nick Foles wasn't great in the, he was great in the Super Bowl, but he wasn't great in the preseason. He's not Carson Wentz. Um, I think the Falcons have a lot of weapons. I think they're going to win this game. I don't care if I'm wrong. I think uh, the Eagles but, uh, I don't care. last I mean, year were kind of like a team of destiny thing, but not a team of dominance, if that makes any sense. And so like a one-trick pony, one-hit wonder. I can't see him following up. So tonight on the broadcast of that game, people are going to be triggered because the Colin Kaepernick commercial is going to air. You might have already seen it. It's where he narrates uh, the uplifting videos of, of players of uh, athletes and it's and that has the tag it's the 30th anniversary of just do it so that'll, which, that'll trigger some people which was uh named after a guy who was final last words between before being executed by a firing squad is it where was, just do it came it was from let's do it and then it was just he changed do it. it to ju- the guy who was the writer said i didn't like let's let's change it to just it's amazing where the inspiration comes from, from all right anything. so Wrapping the Christian Yelich thing before we dive into the NFL. Um, Jordan tweets at us, at Drew Olson MKE. You can also tweet at On Air KB and at Drew Olson Show. Jordan said, I do not get the fuss about the Yelich not playing. 
I bet Craig Council saw something and made the decision. People need to relax. We're not going 23-0 and the rest of the way. It will be okay. We have many very good options to play outfield in his place for a game. That's true. I mean, I understand, but I understand the hubbub. And what, what it comes down to is I don't think Craig Council was necessarily totally transparent. I mean, he was – Craig is a smart guy. He knew what he wanted to say. And I will bet everything I own that Kristen Yelich didn't really ask for the day off, but it was a conversation. We can't find the audio. But the um, but Yelich, the, the quotes, though, from Craig Council, I can read them to you. Uh, Craig said, it was time. He needs a day off. Now, why didn't you play him yesterday, give him Thursday, and then give him off Friday? Waiting until Friday was certainly in the conversation, but we got to the point on Tuesday night where he needs a day off. Now, Tuesday night, Brewers went 11-1. They got him out a couple innings early. What happened Tuesday night? He struck out once and grounded into a double play. The Brewers faced left-handed pitchers on Monday and Tuesday, and last night was the third straight, and then Friday's going to be the fourth straight left-handed pitcher that they're going to face, starter. Um, the, the numbers were he was one for nine with a double and a couple of punch-outs against Quintana, nothing great. And I, maybe they just thought, he needs a break, and he's facing a guy that he hasn't had success against. Now's the time. They did deploy him in the ninth inning. He got a hit, and if had that rally come through, how epic would that have been? It didn't. But Council went on to say, look, this is a guy who's played every day. There's not many guys playing every day like this. We just reached a point where he needs a day. Friday was a thought, but we just reached a day where it has to be today. He'll be ready to go on Friday. I mean, he played 54 straight games. Why not give him two in a row? You know, two days in a row. Two days. Well, why not give that him two days in a row? Friday too. He would have had Thursday and Friday. That's that's the well, counter argument. He would have had Thursday and Friday. Sit him on Friday. The, the thinking is that the game last night was more important. I guess technically it was because unless you're playing, unless the Cubs are in the other dugout, you can't have a, a say in whether they win or lose. Right. So this, the, in terms of control, that's it. So that may that makes last night's game slightly more important than. Tomorrow, but they're all important, like we've said. They just you can't lose anymore. You got to win. The Brewers need to win every series. They need to get to ninety wins. But okay, so if it was Craig, though, Craig's not going to say, "I've been watching this guy. He's dragging a little bit. He didn't get to a ball in, in Washington that I thought he should have got to. His bat look looks like it's slowing down a little bit. Punched out twice. You know, Armin can look the day by days up, but uh, how many times has he in this hot streak? How many times has he punched out twice in a game? He punched out twice on Monday. Once on Tuesday with a grounded into double play, and they saw signs and they thought, okay, we're going to take our spot. And you know, Hernan Perez is hitting the ball, and we're going to have, we're going to play him. I didn't freak I, out about it I that know, much. But a lot of people did, and I, I, I'm I shocked get it. People, but I it's, get it. it's so routine in baseball to give days off to guys. This is yeah, I get it. I mean, if it was a playoff game, okay, I, I don't know. People, and in, in, in my experience, and especially during the Twitter era, people get pissed when guys sitting guys, and a lot of managers will do this, like if. Yesterday had been a day game. I know that, you know, then you it might even have been more. You could have said, "Oh yeah, I kind of get it. He's grinding." Day game day after game, a night day game. game after a night game, and then they'll give like star players sit getaway day, going into a day off. That happens a lot. It's a way to give a guy two days off. And I would say also from talking to people that the idea of having a day off, a team day off, is one thing, but a day off in uniform, like where they say, "Hey, you know what, KB." You've been grinding a lot. You, you don't even take BP today. Just chill. And, like, one of those days where you, you don't even have to wear your spikes in the dugout unless we go extra innings or something. You're, you're off limits. Like you're, that is, that's almost worth, like, two days 
off at home. You know that right. that, that the mental breather you get from being there and around it and just being able to whew, catch your breath. They talk about that. I've talked to guys about that over the years. That phenomenon. So I get why people are upset, and I understand it. And the fact that Yelich didn't say anything, like, what's he going to say, though? Hey, Skip said I could have a day off. Okay. So I think what people want is him to have to be restrained by teammates from going after counsel for not writing his name in the lineup. <laughs> and that's the romantic notion. Yes. But, but he's looking at it going, I am tired. I don't hit that guy. I don't see the ball very well against that guy. You know, The other guy's going to give us I'm a chance cool to win, this. and I'll be ready to pinch hit. And he was ready to pinch hit. And if he comes back... I, I still maintain there might be something underlying that he's dealing with, and it's like at the end of the season we might find out uh, Chris and Yelich is going to have a procedure to you know, scope his knee or something. His, his, uh, it'll be something like hamstring a, tightness, his, his wrist or something, or he's been battling a strained oblique and he's been getting treatment, and then he's going to Chris and Yelich is going to give some trainer a huge tip because for two hours before and ever after every game he's been getting ice stim massage, and, well, and it's like oh well okay if he has a big weekend. Council's going to look like a genius. He's going to look. Yeah. Look at that. And he gave he him a rest, and look at well, how hot he yeah. came. But, but Yellows will get the credit. Council will never get he credit. He was already well. hot, but you're right. I mean, that, it could extend it. And the kind of stuff, the keep grinding stuff. I keep using the blackjack analogy though, because me and Johnny Vegas will sit, and what we do is we incorporate, which means we pool our money, and one guy sits down at the table, and the other guy stands over his shoulder and says, "We've won ten hands in a row. Let's get the hell out Let's of get here." Out. Because left to your own devices, invariably, you stay at the table, and there's a regression. Absolutely. And you start to give it back. As, uh, as a friend of mine, a wise friend of mine once said, whenever you hear a guy saying, ah, I did a rub, I was playing with house money, he goes, no, you weren't, because as soon as they slide it over to you, that's your money. We know have, how to walk away. We have some sad news to report. Horrible from news. Hollywood. Burt Reynolds. Has carded a six under. He the has, bandit. He has rolled a seven. Sad, man. The, the bandit, bandit is no longer with us. Burt Reynolds has passed. So I just asked on Twitter. Gator. Drew Olson, MPE. Gone. It's your deliverance. favorite Burt Reynolds roll. Ooh, deliverance ain't bad. Wow. Favorite? That's a, that's, Paul Crew, the longest yard. Yep, that's a good one, too. Jack, whatever his name is from Boogie Nights, the porn director. That was his comeback. Burt Reynolds has passed. Former Florida State running back. He was 82. Burt Reynolds. No longer with us, so thoughts and prayers. But give us your favorite Burt Reynolds role. What's, what, what's the signature role for you when you think of Burt Reynolds? It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. It's Thursday on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. The Brewers lost to the Cubs last night. Christian Yelich didn't start. And the Brewers fans handled the news in a calm and rational manner. Just kidding. Drew and KB will discuss that topic and keep the good vibrations between Wisconsin and Illinois going by looking ahead to the Green Bay-Chicago game Sunday night in Lambeau. They're looking for your all-time favorite Packers-Bears memory. And now, they only take days off for bad hangovers or colonoscopies. Here's Drew and KB. Oh, and Armin, too. Tell the babysitter we're going deep. You just be a good girl. You can, if you will. Bongo, 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 bongo. (laughs) I don't ever want to be successful. Many yards, me, hit, boss,
They call me Big Al, and I have dingers. Got a you know, nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. Are you going head up, Woody? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is nothing. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Drew and KB with you. Our world's rocked by the fact that Burt Reynolds is no longer with us. He's passed away at 82. American icon. I've been asking the question. I mean, sports background. Florida State football player, once owner of the Tampa Bay Bandits, as our friend Gail told us on Twitter. Yep. Um, we've been asking, what's what's your favorite Burt Reynolds role of all time? I got to say Paul Crew in The Longest Yard. That's one of the great sports movies. The Longest Yard is fantastic. The original. Yeah, not that crap-ass Adam Sandler ripoff. Uh, right. Don't even watch that. That's like Bad News Bears. Don't watch it. The Billy Bob Billy Thornton. Bob. No. Burn that and watch the original. Um, fantastic. So we've been asking folks, what's your favorite all-time Burt Reynolds role? So if you're of a certain vintage, you might not he might not mean that much to you. If I ask Armin, what, what do you think of when I say Burt Reynolds? I think of Norm MacDonald in SNL. That was I, a great impression. I, I mean, was fantastic. How did you get that reference, though? You had to know who Burt was kind of in passing. I, I knew of Burt as an actor. I just hadn't seen a lot of his stuff Burt as a Reynolds kid. Burt Reynolds was one of the iconic uh, sex symbols. His cosmopolitan layout where he's nude, that... Him and yeah. Jim Palmer in the 70s right. were the, you know, male. It's like, they're like, when you think of quintessential 70s guy, like heartthrob with the mustache and Absolutely. Silk. Chest hair. Yeah, chest hair, porn, whatever. I don't need any porn. Wait, but, porn? Well, you know what I well, mean. Well, when you think of porn with Burt Reynolds, you're thinking of Jack Horner. And the director Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. And he, oh, that that was been, which was a great awesome. role. So now he was in Deliverance, right? He was in Deliverance. Right, I remember Deliverance. that. Yeah, you kind of remember that, but you really remember Ned Beatty. <laughs> Well, well, we've been asking you. Um, Where are pages 47 and 48? Marlon um, tweets at us, at Drew Olson MKE, and said, it's easy to say favorite role would be Smokey and the Bandit or The Longest Yard. I secretly love Cannonball Run. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, I probably have a toss-up between Deliverance and Boogie Nights as his favorite Burt Reynolds role. Cannonball Run isn't bad. Yeah. All right, so we're going to dive into the NFL. We have um, our League of Indifference kicking off. We had the draft today. Um, and we'll explain more about that as we move forward. But we're still talking about Kristen Yelich because that's locally that is the story. Uh, Kristen Yelich. So we go to Tim in Clinton, Wisconsin. Tim, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Drew. And uh, we got a mutual friend, Mr. Doby Maxwell, Mr. Lucky. So uh, I guess he's, oh, out, he's on uh, he's on a cruise, cruise ship. Otherwise, he'd yeah. probably be here this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a cruise. I he texted me the other day. But anyways, um, I just everybody. To borrow Aaron Rodgers' phrase, relax. I mean, uh, Christian Yelich. They- With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Didn't lose that game because of Christian Yelich not being in the lineup. I mean, he came through with his pinch hit, but that debacle of an inning when they gave up the runs was uh, what really lost that game for him. And I mean, the guys, you know, there's still a lot of season left. So uh, I just think that, man, everybody's got to calm down a little bit. Give the guy a day off. July 3rd, it's been a long year. Um, you know, I just think that it certainly wasn't Christian Yelich that uh, caused them to lose that game. And if you look at his statistics against Quintana, it's not that good. So I think, uh, you know, I think Council made a good move there and, you know, let him rest. And as you guys said, he comes back this weekend, lights it up. Council's going to look like a genius. We'll see. Thanks for the call, Tim. We appreciate it. And uh, shout out to Dobie, who's on a cruise ship somewhere. But when he gets back to land, we'll talk to him. Um, yeah, no one talks about the fact that combined Hernan Perez and Granderson went two for five with a homer in this spot. It's not like they were lacking necessarily. Yeah, would Yelich have done any better? It's possible. I mean, anything possible. But it's unlikely. You're asking and for three hits. And he also hits. did get the pinch hit. Would yeah. one of those guys got, have gotten the pinch hit? That right. gave them a chance. Like, they had a chance at the end. They had Thames and Kane up, right? They had a chance. Good chance. Two on, nobody out. Down two. So, yeah. yeah. So now now the question is, all right, so they moved up. They had Yelich to in the – he was in the hole. Like he was like in the three hole when that inning started. Like he was going to bat third, and then they moved him up and batted him second in that inning. I, I I don't know what the difference was there. I didn't go to the post game last night, so I wondered about that. But then when you get the two guys on, obviously you send Thames up and you hope, hey, one swing we can win this, right? Right against the righty. But there's yeah. a, there's your small ball argument there. Like, do you send up Tyler Saladino and bunt the guys over, and have second and third where base hit ties the game? I mean, I. Well, in my opinion, I would Craig, say absolutely not. But Craig wouldn't. I don't think Craig would play it that way. But that, if you're going to sacrifice, I'm I'm anti-sacrifice. I'm pro-vaccination and anti-sacrifice. Um, I'm anti-sac. But if they had, if they had done it there, that's like one of the few I think situations where you can say okay. Because look at the look at the way you're going. You're down two. Right. You got to get that guy in. You got to get Yelich in from first. And if you get those guys over. You know, the idea, you need two good things to happen to get him in from first. Otherwise, just one. I just, part of me thought, okay, if you're ever going to sacrifice, this might be a time. It's a tough time to give an out away, though. If you were down one or tied, maybe. Yeah. I think you need kind of a crooked nut. But, but if you but yeah, if you move yeah, them you're over. You're looking for two. You move them over, you're you giving single, up the out. Right. You know, and then it, it didn't work out. I, I guess the but odds, g- the odds are probably better. I don't know what the odds are, but you score. I know that the odds are you score more runs, uh, you know. You score more runs, man on first, nobody out, than you do man on second, one out. Well, and you're, statistically, it gets down to blackjack and odds. And you're stuff. eliminating the double play too if you move it's them true. over. That's a good point. So you're taking yeah, one out to give up the possibility of two. You had, uh, well, I guess things, but you had Kane, and that, you don't think he's going to get doubled up necessarily. He's he almost he's did fast. if he wasn't busting down the line. Well, that's just it. You and never know. There's always a chance. You never know. You never know. And then that's. Yeah, it is always second guessing. But I like I didn't, it. it's funny that more people are pissed about Yelich. I didn't hear the small ball chorus last night. Even on Twitter, they weren't really. I guess they were so engrossed in what was happening because if they were tied or down one, if Thames or Kane had popped a home run, right. the city would have come unglued. I like having three shots to win it there with a the long ball. That's the other thing, you know. You, yeah, because I think it would. As much as I wanted the Brewers to tie it, I had visions on them get, getting a huge run, inning and winning that game in the ninth. That would have been amazing. Well, that's you know th- that's the feeling I think. With a lot of fans, is that okay? We're down, no big deal. You know this team yeah. has come back quite a bit. You know they're going to make it exciting in the late part of the game. So 
You take a look at who's coming up in the lineup. They're pinch hitting, and all of a sudden, all the first Top the first the half of the game, you're thinking, "Where's Shaw? Where's Yelich?" You know, oh, here they come. Oh, we're really golden now. Yeah. This is going to be great. Yeah. And it, you know, it almost was. And even for those moments, it was awesome. It's true. 414-799-1920. Um, JJ hits us. His favorite Burt Reynolds role. JJ McClure and Cannonball Run. Movie I was not supposed to watch as a kid. So naturally, I watched it a hundred times. <laughs> One of Sammy Davis Jr.'s finest moments. That's not bad. That is not bad. All Cannonball right. Run 2 as well. Oh, yeah. The sequel. Was it better than the original? Um, I leave it to there you. There was no Godfather 2. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't remember. All right. So um, 414-799-1920. We're going um, to unveil the League of Indifference. We also have to play What is These Animals? So I think what we'll do is we'll play What is These Animals? We have prizes to give away. We have a Let's Brunch MKE prizes. And uh, tickets to Kevin Hart's impossible, uh, irresponsible tour at the Pfizer Forum. We have those to give away. So good prizes coming up. 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Get ready for what is these animals. And then we're going to unveil to you. And we know it's boring to talk about your fantasy league and your fantasy teams, but ours is not boring. The League of Indifference will be unveiled at 2.30. The Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Heart. All right, normally we wouldn't play a bum song like this, but it's a Burt Reynolds tribute right now. Burt Reynolds has passed at age 82. And we're paying homage. This song makes me think of Boogie Nights, which my personal favorite Burt Reynolds role, Jack Horner. His comeback, if you will. I know some might say Paul Crew. That's up there for me. Hooper. I like the Hooper is good. I like the bandit. Gator. Stroker Ace. Gator. Stroker Ace. All kinds of good ones. Um, he had a long and uh, illustrious career. So we're paying homage. Uh, we need contestants. 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. Usually we have Snoop introduce this segment. It is time for the game that's sweeping the land. What is these animals? Inspired by Snoop's narration of Snoop Planet videos. We're taking you into the animal kingdom. KB is going to, and we're back to school, too. We should have this incorporated into school curriculums. We're going to help it people. It should be. What do, we is know these anyone, do we know anyone at MPS or Madison Public find Schools? Out. We should find out. All right, so what we'll do is KB is going to read some clues. You digest these clues. Call 414-799-1920. If you win, if you're the first correct answer, you'll have your choice between Let's Brunch MKE tickets and tickets to see Kevin Hart and the Irresponsible Tour at the Pfizer Forum. So... One's in October, October 20th, and September 13th are the dates. Um, have at it, 414-799-1920. What is these animals? KB, what do you got? Here we go. It's found near silt-bottom streams and rivers from southern New York to northern Alabama, and its average size is 12 to 15 inches, but it can grow to be as large as 29, 29 inches. This animal is primarily aquatic and nocturnal, rarely leaving the water. Therefore, it makes very little use of its lungs and absorbs most of its oxygen through its skin. How about that? Wow. It breathes through its skin. Breathes through its they skin. can see with their entire bodies. They have tiny eyes what? located on the top of their heads and can detect light, but not good at seeing images. But they also have light-sensitive cells all over their bodies. 
So the light sensitivity gives them an idea of what is around them. When they mate, the male will guide a female into um, his burrow. As she lays her eggs, the male positions himself alongside or slightly above the eggs and then disperses his stuff. Wow. Sounds hot. On him. So tell us. Wow. What is these animals? 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Your chance. And, again, at stake, we can either give you tickets to Let's Brunch MKE, which is coming up October 20th at the Italian Community Center, or tickets to see Kevin Hart at uh, on the Irresponsible Tour. That's coming up next week at the Pfizer Forum, which opened the other night, Tuesday night, with the Killers and Violent Femmes, KB. I heard good things about both the shows, the band's, the show, the bands, and the venue. Yeah, I saw nothing but great stuff on on the social mediums. Yeah. So, all right. Um, again, this is your choice of prizes, and then we'll give away um, we'll, we'll give away the other prize later in the program. So we begin again four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty for your guests, Kevin and Madison. Kevin, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. How's it going, guys? Excellent. Good, man. How are you Excellent. doing? Do you have a guess, or do you want to hear the clues again? What? Is it a turtle? No, it is not a turtle. Oh, the mating ritual gets you there? Hmm. I don't know if turtles mate that way. I'm not sure. Um, no, I don't think they do. I think you're probably right. All right, our next contestant is going to be Eric on a cell phone. Eric, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Hi, Eric. What would you say? How about a salamander? It is not a salamander. Uh, is his logic you, flawed? His logic is not flawed, but you have to be particular in. Oh, you want to be more specific. You have to have. There's a level of specificity. Specific. It's got to be more <laughs> specific, accurate. Specific, specific, it's got to be more accurate. All right. Than All right. just a salamander. All right. We'll go to line. It's like three. saying right. a snake. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. We'll go. We'll go to line three, and we'll talk to Justin. Justin, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Hi, Justin. Hi. Do you have a guess for us, or do you need the clues again? Um, would it be a platypus? No, it is not a platypus. Nor a lemur. All right. All right. I haven't seen a lot of platypuses in upstate thanks, New York. Thanks for the call. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to need a clue refresh. We'll go to Travis in Stevens Point. He's on line four. Travis. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Travis, you're going to get a refresh Hello. of the clues here. Uh, KB? Okay. It's found near silt bottom streams and rivers from southern New York to northern uh, Alabama. Its average size is 12 to 15 inches, but can be as large as 29. It's primarily aquatic and nocturnal, rarely leaves the water. Therefore, it makes very little use of its lungs and absorbs most of its oxygen through its skin. They can see through with their entire bodies. They do have tiny eyes, but they have light sensitive cells all over their bodies that helps them get an idea of forming images. And when they mate, the male guides a female into his burrow. As she lays her eggs, the male positions himself alongside or slightly above them and then disperses his stuff to fertilize. Wow. What is these animals? All right. What do you got, Travis? Is it an earthworm? No, it is not an earthworm. Ooh. That's a pretty good guess. Now, the salamander was logic not flawed. No, not an earthworm. All right. Um, let's go to Dan on a cell phone. Maybe Dan can win and have his choice of Let's Brunch MKE tickets or tickets to Kevin Hart and the Irresponsible Tour. Dan, do you have a guess for us? I do. Hey, guys. Hey. So I'm going to guess Hellbender. Hellbender. Uh, can you be more specific? Than a Hellbender? 
Hellbender, that's what KB did on Friday and Saturday night last week. He went on a Hellbender. I'll say a neat. A, a well, neat. should we give – I mean, I'll show you. Drew, I will show you what the answer is. Armin, I will show you what Armin, the answer you is if you can up? rule. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Okay, right. it is the Eastern oh, Hellbender. Yes. Is there, there a Western? Is a, there is a Hellbender that is only in Arkansas and Missouri. This oh, is the this one is that the is Easter. We'll give it to him. I mean, come on. Okay, we'll give so. it to him. But see, you see, see where I'm coming from? Where you just can't go salamander, right? Yeah, that's like right. Like I said, you just snake. So, Dan, we're giving worm. you a choice of prize. Right. You can go to uh, you can go to the Kevin Hart show, which is next week at the Pfizer Forum, or you can go to Let's Brunch MKE, which is spectacular food, drink, Bloody Marys. On a Saturday, October 20th, at the Italian Community Center, which, by the way, is fantastic. It's remodeled and refurbished, and it's really cool. Which would you prefer? I'm a big fan of the ITC, so let's go with the brunch. All right. You're going to Let's Brunch MKE on the Drew Olson Show. People really win. Hang on the line, and Armin is going to get your information. Um, meanwhile, we're going to ask people, we're going to ask a trivia question um, for the Kevin Hart tickets. I'm Again. having a good time. Get over here. <laughs> Where was that from? Was that from? That, uh, trying to crash the Super, Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl. He was like drunk trying to get on the stage, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. That, that is, uh, that's not bad. All right. Um, we have a trivia question for you. Same number, 414-799-1920 to give away the Kevin Hart tickets. Want to um, take a break first, Drew, or should we? We'll take a break. I, I will ask the question um, beforehand. I will ask the question as we go to break. 414 799 one nine twenty four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty, and it's simple. Since we've been talking about Christian Yelich all day, where did Christian Yelich play college baseball? Where did Christian Yelich play college baseball? First correct answer to seven nine nine one nine twenty in the four one four area code is going to win a pair of tickets to Kevin Hart's Irresponsible Tour coming up next week at the Pfizer Forum. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Paying our respects to Burt Reynolds, who passed away today at 82. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. I'm Drew, joined by KB. Armin is here as well. Congratulations to Dan and McWanago. He won tickets to Let's Brunch MKE October 20th at the newly refurbished and fabulous Italian Community Center. He's going to have all kinds of bacon and eggs benedict and Bloody Marys, KB. All the things that make Saturday and Sunday mornings worth living. Made-to-order omelets, carved Uh, roast beef station. Oh, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of restaurants doing all kinds of good brunch stuff. That's a good event. Um, Kevin Hart is playing the Pfizer Formal a week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From tonight, it's the Irresponsible Tour. And um, we have a pair of tickets for you. I asked the question going into break. We've been talking about Kristen Yelich all day. 
Our question is, where did Kristen Yelich play college baseball? Where did Kristen Yelich play college baseball? 414-799-1920. First correct answer gets the pair of tickets to the Pfizer Forum to see Kevin Hart. We begin with Mike in Madison. Mike, welcome to the Drew Wilson Show. Thank you. All right. The question is, where did Kristen Yelich play college baseball? I don't think he played college baseball. I think it's a trick question. I think you're absolutely right. I tried to trick the masses. He had a scholarship offer to his hometown or to the, the University U. of Miami. Yeah, the U. Yeah. And uh, he did not. He did not take it. He was twenty third round, twenty uh, third pick in the first round. So, if you're a first round pick, you're not pretty going much to going college. right to yeah, you're going right to this show. And that's what he did. Mike and Madison, thank you. Hang on the line. Yes, sir. I'm going to get your okay. information. You are going to go see Kevin Hart at the Pfizer Forum. Coming up a week from tonight. KB and I are still the last guys in the local media who haven't been in the building yet. I will be going on the 15th. For what? Uh, I'm going not by choice, by drag-along. Well, not really by drag-along. I, I mean, I didn't go agree kicking and screaming. Yeah. But for Maroon 5. Ah, Wow. You know, is it one that I would go out of my way to see? No, but, no, but your wife wants to see it, right? And so, got tickets for Christmas, and so uh, I'll be. That's when I will be going. All right. Um, we had our fantasy draft this morning. The Drew Olson Show. It's year two of the League of Indifference. We asked earlier, going into the football season, we asked people, "Where's your level of enthusiasm for fantasy football?" I'm stoked. Eh, I'm going through the motions, or I stop playing, right? Or, or, right. And the other choice was not as not as uh, extreme as it used to be. Well, we had a lot of people say either that they've stopped playing, or it's not as extreme as they used to be, or just eh, kind of going through the motions. I go to the draft and have fun, but I don't really care as much as I used to. A lot of guys who used to be in six leagues are now down to two or three. They've cut back. We had the League of Indifference last year, and it was so much fun that we cranked it up again this year. The thing about the League of Indifference, the the, the difference this year is, you know, KB was in it last year as Player, Player X. Player X. And then when you joined the show, you, you were revealed as Player X. Right. So you were in it last year. Oh, the beauty of our league is it's perfect for people who don't want to play fantasy football because in the League of Indifference, we have an auto draft. Which was conducted this morning. Conducted this morning. And guys are, the players are looking at their teams, and that's all they can do. That's all you can do all year. Is look you at can't team. do anything. You cannot make a roster move. You the cannot... number one rule of the League of Indifference is you cannot have any transactions at all. Like somebody asked me, well, how does it work? Do you set your lineup and then oh, what if there's injuries? Too bad. I can't what if remember. What you got a bunch of guys on by? Too bad. You I can't, can't touch it. Who was set the, it and forget it. Who was the running back for, I think, for Washington last year? I had him and he got hurt in the first week, blew out his knee. And was know. gone for Alvin the whole Kamara. Who knows? I don't know. No, no, or was Kamara. no uh, for Kansas know. City. Maybe it was. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Kareem I, Hunt. So I had Kareem Hunt last year. First game the blows out his knee. I got no running back. As we watched it, though, we did no trans. That's the only rule of the league. There's no transactions. Your team today is your team. Fourteen so, weeks from and now. That's it. That's it. That's your team. And you play teams, and they might have attrition too. And that's just too bad. You. If your defense is off, you can't swap it. There are no transactions. That's why it's the league of indifference. And we had fun with it last year. So we're bringing it back. And now we've added celebrities to the League of Indifference. The roster of teams, the East Division in the League of Indifference, I don't know how, probably because he's the commissioner, but the first team listed belongs to intern Josh. Hmm. Intern Josh is in the League of Indifference, followed by, in the East Division, the crossover. Dan Needles and Ted Davis are sharing a team. 
followed by none other than Drew Olson Show producer Armin Sarian. Yes, this is my time. Mitch Thundernellis. Caitlin Sharkey, our friend from Fox 6, who's due to come in and see us again. We haven't seen her in a while. Quinn from the country station down the hall. She is Flutie Flakes because she's from Buffalo. She is all about Buffalo. She loves it. Uh, And then I'm in the East Division, ready to go at it in the League of Indifference. The West Division features friend of the Drew Olson Show, Kato Kalen. Mm -hmm. Host of the Mike Heller Show, Mike Heller, whose performance last year in the League of uh, Indifference was abysmal. He I was think over until like the last week. He and I think win. his last win was over me. Might have been. We also have a team owned by Giannis Atentacumpo. He's in our league. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have KB has a team. Yep. In the West Division. Joel Finkelman, producer of Lucas in the Morning and contributor to The Rundown with John Adius, an all-around good guy, has his own team in the League of Indifference. Our friend, longtime sportscaster Chet Waterhouse is in the West Division, which is good because he lives in the West Coast now. Folks might know him as Kenosha's own Jeff Cesario. He is in the league. Mm -hmm. And then Armin's favorite adult film star, (laughs) Riley Reed. When do I play her? Also has a team in the league of indifference. That's we at her when we play her. Well, I tell you something. The schedule's out, and everybody is looking forward to week six for that Team Sharky-Riley Reed matchup. (laughs) Everybody except Caitlin. So that is the League of Indifference. Um, yeah, just saying. Finkelman is playing Giannis in uh, League One in, in Week One. That's uh, those are the matchups. I'm playing Armin right out of the shoot. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, it's a good start, right? It gets uh, get some banter going for Week One. Yeah, I guess. So Finkelman is playing uh, Giannis. I'm playing Armin. Uh, KB. I'm sorry. Cato is taking on Chet Waterhouse. So that's the All California matchup. Okay. Oh, wait, I take that back. You are playing. I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing. Yes, you're playing Chet Waterhouse. No, you're playing You're playing Riley Reed. No, I'm playing Chet Waterhouse. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gus McNurdle. Yeah, uh, Josh hasn't changed the uh, – he can't change the owner name. So, yeah, you're playing Chet Waterhouse. Riley Reed and Cato are going at it. That's still all, all California, basically. Uh, Mike Heller against Mitch Nellis. Intern Josh against Quinn. And Caitlin Sharkey against the crossover. Doctor J, Doctor J uh, is blowing my phone up. He's all excited. He gets to play Giannis. He gets to play Giannis in the first game. So that's awesome. uh, So it is the League of Indifference. I got that wrong. It's the uh, the Caitlin Sharkey Riley Reed matchup is week eight. Oh well, right before, and that's when we all need a bye week. By then, we'll have forgotten all about this whole thing, and then we (laughs) remember later on. That game will be flexed. I think I checked. (laughs) I, I don't remember who I had last year. I think I checked on the league like twice. And then, but we had fun. We, and, oh, I won this week. And, right. We we kept checking to uh, see how long Mike Heller's losing streak was going to go because he started was, like going seven. Yeah, he was god awful. Um, so yeah, that was it was, and it's all again. It's all the whims, and this is a lot of fun we've been having. Um, we had a lot of fun with it last year, and this year we decided to add some celebrities. So we have celebrities. Welcome, welcome to our celebrity participants in the League of Indifference. You can't be in our league, but if you want to start your own, you still have time. The first game is tonight. Set it and forget it. You just need people with emails. And it's like, I don't know. Is there a computer bracket to fill out? Because this is the easiest thing in sports. This, I don't know why we didn't think of this years ago. Oh, I know. And now we can say, oh, yeah, I'm in a fantasy football league. But you don't have to you know, do do a single thing. You don't even, You can watch NFL Red Zone if you want. You can watch you know, the fantasy. Well, uh, I, I'll... I'll be aware of like, if you want. If I see 
if I see Cam Newton putting up big numbers, I'll know that he's my quarterback. And I wouldn't normally cheer for Cam Newton, but now, okay, he's my quarterback. But I don't care if I win or not because it's totally the league of indifference. Right. It doesn't matter at all. I've got Matthew Stafford. Although I do have to, I do have to say when I saw my number one pick in the draft, because I followed down the draft, my number one pick was Saquon Barkley. And I'm very, I'm very nice. interested in that one. You don't have, again, there are no transa- transactions. There's no bench. There's no nothing. You just. <laughs> there's no. That's it. You, you get what you had, get. You get what you get, and you'll like it. And we welcome to the program now the guy who finished last. He's looking to redeem himself in the League of Indifference. But the great thing is he finished last, and I know he's very competitive. He was a college athlete. He's very scrappy. He's a high-level golfer, very competitive guy. But if you're going to finish last in something, let it be the League of Indifference because it just doesn't matter. It's Mike Heller, host of the Mike Heller Show uh, that follows us here. Good afternoon, Mike. I am proud of my failures. That's fantastic. Especially that one. one. Yeah, to lose in the league. It became funny, though, because it's so random. How could you lose that many times? It's not really possible, is it? It's like flipping a coin and uh, and having to come up tails 19 times out of 20. I guess if we have now we've added teams with celebrities and stuff, including adult film actresses and professional athletes and (laughs) friends of the show. Other sports casters, Chet Waterhouse in the league. Chet Waterhouse, friends of the show. I think he's a friend of Lukey's, too. um, Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, so... Mike, your quarterback is, this year is Carson Wentz, so I don't know if I like your chances tonight. <laughs> well, a couple of weeks down the road after Nick Foles fails miserably uh, tonight and next weekend, uh, then Carson Wentz is going you, to be you know, pacing myself. You do have uh, the Texans, so J.J. Watt is good for uh, a strip sack touchdown of some kind, right? And you have the Texans D, and you have uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, oh, that's a good one, Delaney Walker. Yeah, you have pretty you know, solid lineup. What's great about this is, is, is that I'm just, I have, I'm just finding out my lineup now. Yeah. I, I have, not, I have no you, idea who's you even on my roster. And you won't even look at it again probably Never. for the rest of the year. No, I'll hear you guys talking about it. Yeah. And Mike Keller is 0-8 this year yeah. taking on Armour. Well, the thing is, if, if you're going to be 1-7 or 0-8, somebody else is 8-1 or 7-0 you know, or 8-1. Right. So it's like, well, that's the way it's going to go. This is all you need to know about the league. My flex player? Mark Ingram has been suspended for the first four games of the season. So I'll be going through weeks one through four without a flex and player. And you'll probably go three and one. So that's probably the way it's it's going to roll. But that's And that's the beauty of it. Mike, do you play any legitimate fantasy football anymore? I mean, yeah, you and Jackson I, I got in, a team or what? Oh, Jackson's got a couple of teams. He used to have me help him, and now he doesn't anymore, which is great for me. Um, <laughs> last night I was in a draft here with our iHeart uh, Madison um, compatriots. And I just had them auto-draft for me because I had more important things to do. I was uh, We had our, our Wednesday night run club, so that was oh. more important than the fantasy draft. So I was just auto-drafted for. You can't uh, draft while you run? Come on, Mike. Get no, the phone out. <laughs> Get the laptop. With the laptop and the hotspot. <laughs> can't do it. Won't do it. Won't do it. Uh, so uh, the draft, I mean, the other guys, obviously, uh, what they did was barbecue you in your absence. Did they have any food or anything? Was it pizza or was it all computerized and impersonal? I think it was a, uh, I think it was a Buffalo Wild Wings, wasn't it? Uh, Finkelman's in studio. He was uh, in the draft. Yeah, it was Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, nobody made the rookie mistake of ordering the actual bone-in wings with the sauce on them. No. This wasn't a computer draft, so you had to write things out and you had to keep track of on pieces of paper you know actual pieces of paper and pens yeah so none of us made wow. that so mistake what'd you do get boneless wings and cut them with a knife and a fork it is fork uh, them and you eat them i will say somebody might have done that once so i'm not gonna say who um, <laughs> I, I had a nice i had a nice chicken wrap yeah oh yeah, a wrap good. i gotta go asian yeah. zing man 
I know that most people, when they think of a fantasy draft, they think I'm going to have a wrap of some kind. You know what? Look, it's all self-contained. I wanted my hands to be clean. I'm fair, you know what? Fair. I'm thinking Adios was the guy with the knife I'm, and the fork. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm putting my money. Yeah, both of me us. Me too. Second it. Oh, you uh, uh, give it away. This wink, is wink. not an op-ed in the New York Times. Tell us who it was. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That was a good reference. Uh, yeah, I mean, I won't confirm that it was one John Adias, but I will not deny <laughs> oh, Fair enough. That's what the commissioner used to say to me. Your logic is not flawed. I can't confirm that, but let me just say, your logic is not flawed. I bet John, John probably eats M&Ms with a spoon, too, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, that's just. I love John. He knows oh, that he's so much fun. It's, <laughs> oh, it's quite epic. Yeah, he's he's an onion man. We peel back the layers. The wraps uh, are good though, Joel. That's a good choice. You don't want to get yes. messy and stuff. You don't want to have blazing sauce all over. You know, pick number thirteen. I like the uh, fish. To be fair, if you look at my team sheet, which I tweeted it out at Joel Finkelman, selfish or you know, selfish. Promotion here. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you can see my team, and the piece of paper that I wrote it on has a bunch of grease, and I think there's a piece of lettuce, and I didn't uh, do well. That's it. KB, do you ever tweet out your golf scorecards? No. Because that's the equivalent. No, Basically, I agree. Tweeting out your fantasy team. That would be more impressive because it would be an actual. Like, that you thing actually that he did, did something. Mini, I, I shot my mini golf under par. I'm going to tweet that out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, Mike, before we turn it over to you, I imagine you're going to have some things to say about Christian Yelich and Yelich Gate from last night. Yeah, and um, I hate to steal this from my own show, but you know that the number two spot in the lineup last night did go two for five with a two-run home run. Indeed. So everybody that wants to, if Yelich is playing, you don't know. Well, his spot in the lineup did go two for five, and he won one for one. That's so right. So Yelich and his spot in the lineup went three for six. That's pretty impressive. Not bad. Um, but, yeah, whatever. All that facts get in the way. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but how dare they not play? It did seem weird, though. I, I, I admit it, did. it did. seemed weird. Um, it felt weird. I, I do agree with you. Maybe we're going to find out more about this, and maybe we won't. You know, is yeah. it possible? Drew, you were on a game a long time. Is it possible that Yelich said, hey, I'm Dragon, and I just don't feel good against Quintana. I haven't had yeah. a good look at him in I, my nine at-bats this year. I think the fact that they're playing now, they're in a stretch where Friday will be their fourth straight game against a lefty. They were just playing the numbers. Like, yeah, if we yeah. want to give him a day, why not give him that day against Quintana? Right. He's one for nine. That's Not uh, the reason they lost. Became a no-brainer. Absolutely. All right, you guys, like us, you can dedicate your show to uh, Burt Reynolds. Mike, what's your favorite Burt Reynolds role? Um, I love Smokey and the Bandits all the way across the board. Uh, he and Sally Field together played off one another so well. That that would be where I'd start. Very true. All right. We'll be listening. Thanks, man. Good luck hey, in the League of Indifference as well. <laughs> this has been the Drew Wilson Show. Mike Heller is up next. Make good choices. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.